0: thanks and, thanks for having me back eric as you're just saying 30 years this year
1: yeah 30 years um i'm blown away actually like to think that the case um stood the test of time yeah and that's when you know you know if a case had if it stands to test the test of time it's a decent case yeah so um time usually shows whether things are real or not and um I'm proud, actually, to have, um, you know, celebrating 30 years and people are still interested.
0: Yeah, man. Well, especially now with TikTok. Just, um, I just want to, so just a bit of a recap on your story, because, like, we have the previous podcast that went for over two and a half hours. So just a recap on your story, and then that way people understand when we say 30 years what what we're fully talking about. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All
1: right. um, I'll start from the beginning, but quickly run through it. Yeah, just it. So a quick version of it. Um, I had, I've had a number of experiences and over the years, um, when they were researching the book, they spoke to my parents and so on. And, um, it seems that the beginning, the first ever, ever experience I ever had, uh, which my mum reported on was when I was 22 days old. Obviously I didn't know about it. I don't remember it, you know, but my mum spoke about it, which she never mentioned it ever in my life. And she just happened to walk in when they were researching the book. They were doing some research and investigations with my parents, interviews and so on with my family. And my mum just happened to walk in the room and um, um, she, um, she just asked my brother, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, what's this about? And he said, oh, we're talking about Peter's experiences, you know, what he's had experience and that. And she said yeah when i was younger we used to always see lights in the sky but our parents always told us they were um uh israeli spy planes or you know it's, it's like israeli um, technology
2: yeah
1: and they used to call them flying plates um and then she said but i remember one incident when peter was 22 days old like for her to remember how old i was it must have had an impact on her yeah she said when peter was 22 days old she, and this is in lebanon she was breastfeeding me at three o'clock in the morning, and um, she looked at the window, and she saw an alien looking through the window. Yeah. And she made the point, she was clear about it, that uh, this, whatever it was that was looking at me, wasn't perving at me. She didn't feel, you know, um, awkward or anything. And she said it was actually look, watching my son as she breastfed me. She said it wasn't perving at her breasts, anything, it was just looking at me, focused on me. and. Um, she said she got up and uh put me to sleep fell asleep and her question was what woman in 1964 seeing a man at the window a blonde a white-haired man with big big blue eyes especially in lebanon especially in lebanon which (laughs) you know you'd have dark-haired people dark skin, whatever Um, she said she didn't freak out she was just so calm and went to bed and then next morning when she woke up she remembered it so she spoke to my uncle uh, my uncle, there were two security guards in the town. They were like coppers more so there because yeah. they, they got a lot of authority and they look after the whole town. And they're very well respected for doing that. They got keys to a lot of businesses and that. And um, she asked him just to check because we've got two yeah. cement factories and um, they import uh, cement, white cement and black cement or grey cement. And she asked him to see if there were any ships, foreign ships like, you know, Americans, Aussies, fair skinned, light haired people. Yeah. And there wasn't any ships docked in the town at all that time. Um, so, yeah, she, for her to mention something like that and remember it for, you know, but when they did that, I probably it was in 2004. Yeah. And that was so the first case. That, that, was, like was, the, first, that was the first thing that, things, yeah, yeah, I didn't know about it yeah. until then. And it stunned me when she said it. Um, I have one regret. I wish we filmed her talking about it. Yeah. I mean, it's documented. It's written down every word she said. But now she's got dementia yeah. and unfortunately, you know, you, I can't get that. But I, my regret was, yeah, we should have got it on on video and at least we would have had a record, historic record of it. But at least I got told the story. Yeah. And then um, moving on um, from 22 days old, my next memory is when I was about seven years old in Lebanon, probably about 1970, late 71, 72. Okay. Um, I was playing with uh, about seven other kids. Three or four of my cousins and some of the neighbourhood kids We were playing cowboys and Indians. It was during school holidays. And in Lebanon you go to school Monday to Thursday, you have Friday off for Islamic day. And then you go to school back then, it's changed now. You go to school Saturday and then you have Sunday off for Christians, you know. it's crazy but that's how it worked yeah. so summer you get three months off straight off three months no, you know um, so for 12 weeks we'd be at home and we'd keep ourselves entertained so yeah one day we're playing in the street in the neighborhood and one of the kids um, just said oh let's let's play on the roof um, and named a family you know let's play on there we had two of their kids playing with us let's go up and play on the roof and everybody started running and it was like last one there's in you know type thing but in Arabic so I've, they're running, I'm running, I see my cousin younger, she's about two years younger than me, two, maybe three years younger than me. Um, she was behind me, her name's Ada. And um, so I let her get in front of me, I didn't want her to be last, so I was running last. And we ran up the stairs and as we got up to the top floor, it was on the second floor, Um, flat roof, you know, we don't have tiles as such on the coast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't snow there, but this year apparently it snowed on the, on the beach. Oh really? Yeah. Uh So, um, we're, we're running up the stairs and, um, usually when we ran through the stairs, there was a steel door and it had a heavy, it was a heavy steel door with steel frame. Mm. And the frame was about probably say, you know, a couple of inches, few inches off the ground. So you had to step over it to get in. But usually when we played on that roof, every time you ran, the door was so heavy that it slammed by its own weight. So if one person ran through, the next person would have your arms out in front of you ready to push that door back. And as I was running through, I saw one, two, three, four of them running, five of them running, and the door stayed open. It was like some magnetic force was holding it. Back, and I'm expecting this door to come back. And my eye was more so on the door. I, my eyes were looking at the door, thinking it's going to come back eventually. Yeah. It, it is. I
0: was going a faceplant into the. door. And it's
1: going to hit me in yeah. the yeah. So I had my arm stretched out in front of me, ready to stop the door. But I got onto the roof, and the door stayed open. And then, as I took a step or two on the roof, all my friends were frozen like mannequins, like shopfront mannequins, just frozen in in their spot. Yeah. Like they took two or three or four steps on the roof and just froze. And I thought that was a game they were playing and I'm in, you know. So I went up to them and I started tickling them, trying to get a reaction, trying to see crow's feet at their eyes. Just to see them even breathe or see the glitter in their eyes, I couldn't see anything. It was like they weren't there, switched off. So um, I tickle them, I try to get a reaction, I can't get anything. And then there was one guy with us, his name is George. He's two years, two 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 and a half years older than me, so he's taller than me. I went up to him and I went to tickle him under the throat just to get a reaction, and as I looked up at toward, I looked up at his face and just above us I saw an X-shaped object. I wouldn't say UFO at the time because I didn't know, yeah. but I saw this X-shaped object hovering in the sky. It didn't have any prope- pe- propellers, no landing gear, no propulsion system, just an X-shaped object, uh, white with, um, it was like a TV screen when you switch a TV off. It was dark tinted glass that ran from the top all the way to the bottom. And the pointy end of the X was at the top and the rounder edge was at the bottom. And um, this windscreen was like the whole front of this um, X shaped object. And I could see two figures inside and they were sitting side by side, but they weren't sitting like our, say pilot in a helicopter would where they're sitting upright this thing was leaning forward and they were sort of sitting in the leaning forward position, but they were looking at each other. I could see that they were, I could see a silhouette of them. I couldn't see features. I didn't see their eyes or colors or anything, just the dark silhouette of these two tall thin figures. And, um, they, they look at each other and would look back towards us. So I knew they were concentrating on us or they, they noticed us. And then all of a sudden, um, they dropped about five meters and moved closer towards us so they were even closer at first i'd say they were about 20 meters and then once they dropped they were between 10 and 15 meters above us so they were very close and um i was just looking at this thing and thinking they're talking about us because they kept looking back and forth and then the next memory i have is we're all downstairs on the bottom floor at the first step and there was Three or four of us sitting down on the steps so half of us were sitting down half were standing up but straight away instantly we were questioning i mean we're only kids we're only seven years old so one guy was i think about nine and the rest were younger um and we're questioning we said how did we come down off the roof We our last memory it was being on the roof yeah. and all of a sudden we're down on the front step like at the entry and we couldn't figure out how it happened. And as we're asking each other, like, how did we get here? Weren't we on the roof? We hear our parents calling out to us. So one, one of the guys sticks out his ear, yeah, we're here, we're here. We, we thought nothing of it. We just thought, oh, someone's just called out to us. And then a couple of the parents came up and they were like, where have you been? And they were really irate. And they're like, where have you been? And we're like, "We're well, up on the roof. You get a smack on the butt. Where have you been? And it was repeated. Every time we said we were up on the roof, we got a smack. And then they're like, tell us where you've been. There was some guy that they used to suspect of being a pedophile who lived in the town. And uh, he used to have a whole bunch of key and they used to think he broke into houses and that. And they were questioning us, <clears throat> did you go to that guy's house? Did you go near his house? They just thought maybe he you know, played with our mind and got us in there, whatever. And we're like, no, 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 we were on the roof. And I was so upset because they reckon they'd been looking for us for about three hours, screaming our names, calling out and I was saying, if you were on the roof, why did you ignore us? Yeah. And then they started asking, were well, you playing doctors and nurses? You know, they were concerned that <laughs> they were concerned that The, the silly kids, kid stuff. Silly kid stuff. And yeah, they were like, yeah. well, were they doing something wrong? And yeah. they didn't want to answer. So that was their way of thinking. Yeah. But, you know, we, all our response was, we were up on the roof. That was our memory. Yeah. Um, so we all got grounded. We couldn't play for about two weeks. We had to stay home and, you know, stick by your... your Mum and wherever she went basically couldn't play together and that. And a couple of months before, probably about I'd say three months before we migrated out to Australia, where my dad was already here, um, I got on the school bus after school. And my cousin and I, my cousin's a year and a half older than me, we got on the school bus. And as soon as we got on the bus, the bus driver closed the bus doors. And then he's opened them up again and said, the bus is full. You guys have to get out. And the bus wasn't full. But now I know that people react. Something makes them do things like they can switch you off. You know, my hey, brother sorry, and my dad. This got, was
0: three months before you came to This yeah. three months before we yeah,
1: migrated. About three months before, you, Because I didn't have school books. Okay. Um, I wasn't going to buy school books when we were going to leave anyway.
2: Yeah.
1: So I, I get off the bus and the guy, clo- the driver closes the door and my cousin stays on the bus. So I'm on my own. Yeah. And the bus takes off and my cousin's looking out the door trying to see, you know, what's going on. Um, Anyway, I thought I'd walk down the train tracks because the train tracks ran right behind our house. And I thought, okay, if I can find the train tracks, I'll walk back home. I'll get home. It'll take me a little bit, you know, walking, but I'll get there. Anyway, I went missing and no one could find me. So my cousin got home, told my mum that the bus driver got me off the bus and took off. So my mum went up to the school thinking that I'd be at the school. Yeah. Couldn't find me. So there was a massive search party. The school called all the prefects, all the uh, people that lived in. There was the students that lodged how, there. How long
0: were you missing for? Do
1: you... Um, at least two, two and a half hours. But the thing is, the yeah. thing that really, it, it, it made it seem like something did happen. I mean, I could have been lost. That's, you know, I'm a child. I don't know. Yeah. But there, How old
0: were you, if you don't mind me asking? Um, seven.
1: I would have been seven so yeah, at the time. Yeah, you're still pretty young. Yeah. yeah, pretty But I'd know my way around the town. Yeah. Like, if I, if I had to go home, from, I, I should know, follow the train track, I'd get home. Yeah. But anyway, they had a whole search party out for me, and they were looking for me for a couple of hours. And then this girl, um, she lived in the shopping centre, almost at the end of the shopping the shopping centre, but on the main road. Um, she said she was walking on the, on the railway track, and it was pouring and rain at that stage. And she said she's looked up and she saw me just appearing, but she didn't see me walking towards her, she just saw me appear right in front of her, a few metres ahead of her. But right there, she said I appeared, and she said it didn't have a drop, like wasn't wet at all, I was completely dry. And she said by the time she got to me, she realised that I was just starting to get wet from the rain, Mm -hmm. and she was drenched, she was soaking wet. So she's grabbed me and said, you're lost, aren't you? You're lost, you know? She knew people were looking for me and she asked if mine I said, yeah, yeah, that's me. She took me under a veranda, which was a bit of shelter. And then we went to her house. By the time we got to her house, I was my clothes were a bit wet. So she took my clothes off, stuck them on the, they had a fireplace going. Yeah. She stuck them all in front of the fireplace, sat me in front of the fireplace, made me a cup of tea, and I was having a drink or milk or whatever it was. She's, anyway. She hears someone outside, a, a guy calling out, has anybody seen a child? There's a young boy missing, anybody? And then she's walked outside and said, yeah, 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 he's here, he's here, I've got him here. Yeah. And um, I have a memory of this where the guy had me, he was carrying me on his shoulder, but on the palm of his hand, up against his shoulder, yeah. and he was walking up, and I remember my I could see my mum screaming, crying, and he goes, don't worry, don't worry, I found him, I found him, you know. And when they spoke to the, to the lady that found me, She was, her point was, he appeared right in front of my eyes. I didn't see him walking towards me. So I don't know if something happened, if I was taken somewhere and then returned. But the fact that I wasn't wet, that it puts a question mark on something could have happened. But um, moving on from that, we migrate out to Australia. And then in 1988, was the very first time I had an experience in Australia. And it was with my wife, who was my fiancee at the time. Uh, We were sitting in a park, it was uh, 1988 Valentine's Day. And we were sitting in my car, she was in the passenger seat, I was in the driver's seat. And we were talking about an upcoming trip. She was gonna go to Queensland, I was gonna meet her there a week later, we're gonna spend a couple of weeks there. And as I'm sitting there talking, I look out the window, just stuck my head out the window. And I saw this-
0: (laughs) Close, Oops, like yeah, not, not, yeah yeah You're
1: right. <laughs> so I'm looking I look out the window and um, I just tilted my head back and look out the window and I saw a grape size like a baseball size white ball and when I say white I mean ice white yeah. and it was traveling from north to east and it caught my attention it was moving really quickly and um, so I said to her, have a look at this and we got out of the car and we started looking I got a cardboard and sort of made it into a Telescope, sort of, just to tunnel my vision. Yeah. And um, as as we're watching this thing, it got to a point near the Southern Cross, and there was uh, three tri- uh, three stars in a triangular formation. And this thing um, stopped on the top star, the point star, and it just as it's moving, it just stopped. Yeah. And it stopped so rapid, and then it started shooting a beam of light. It was a thick beam of light, and you, it was like a dumbbell almost where you could see, see the object at point A, it'd shoot a beam of light to the next star, you'd see the, the, you'd see it appear at two places at once, and then it'd disappear from point A, and then it'd shoot a beam of light again, and you'd see it at two places again, so point B would disappear and there'd be point C then. But it was doing this in a triangular formation, but so erratic and rapid, it was really, really quick. And it did it for about, I'd say, I know it sounds like a long time, but it did it for about a minute or two. And we just sat there and watched it in awe. And Vivian was like, I'm saying to her, can you see this? And she was like, everyone in Sydney should be able to see this. And I'm surprised that a lot of people didn't report it to the news or radio stations or, but anyway, we're watching this thing and it was like so erratic and so quick and back and forth. And I thought there's nothing, nothing man might made, no engine, no machine that can do that. 90 degree angles, full stop. Shooting off and, you know, being in two places at once, it was moving so quick. And um, Vivian commented that she thought it was, um, um, it was, she, her words were, it's a war with the stars. And like Star Wars, or war yeah. with the stars. And I, I remember saying to her, no, I think it's looking for something. I only said that because of the beam of light. I thought it was like a searchlight. But now I know that it was traveling that quick. That it was at two places at once it was faster than the speed of light and so on all that stuff but anyway it moved so rapidly and then it went back to the top star where it first stopped and it stopped came to a dead spot uh stop and then about five seconds later it just shot straight up into the sky gone finished never saw it again um the next day i went through newspapers, radio, even rang a couple of radio stations and asked if anyone had reported it. There is no way other people couldn't have seen it. It was that spectacular, that bright. Someone had to see it. It wasn't set up or it wasn't done for my own benefit only and and Vivian's benefit. I think if anybody was up and looking in that direction, they would have seen it. But it surprised me that no one reported anything. Um, So six months later, um, this is February we're talking about now, so six months later, which is July, yeah. I... Um, oh, that would be, yeah, four, yeah four, four months, four months. Uh, February
0: seven, month. February, five? Yeah,
1: so I, five. yeah we'll say split the difference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> if, you, if you go February to July, it'd be like, yeah, five, yeah. six months. Anyway, um, I had moved back home, I lived on my own for about four and a half, five years, and I had just moved back home, um, I lived with an older woman for about 11 years. She had two kids and that. Never experienced anything unusual while I was with her. And then I moved back home and um, one day I'm sitting down with my dad watching um, a TV show about quarter past 11. The show probably started about 11.
2: Yeah.
1: And we're watching this show and... Um, as we're watching the TV, my brother was asleep in my bedroom and he came out of my bedroom and he said, oh, can you go watch TV in your bedroom? I want to sleep out here. It didn't make sense to me. I thought it was a bit nutty, you know, like you're already asleep in a room. Why would you get up?
0: And wasn't that, oh, wait, just so uh, because I remember this, he spoke to you in Arabic that day as well and you hadn't heard him speak Arabic in a long time.
1: No, no, he, he, when he said in Arabic was when he said he felt like he's been switched off. Oh, that's right, that's, yeah, yeah. That's what he used uh, I remember Arabic. The, was yeah. It was very, like, yeah, I remember yeah, his details. Yeah, yeah, and the way he said it. But yeah, so he said, oh, can you go watch TV in your room? I want to um, sleep out here. Yeah. And I thought, that's silly, you know, you're in a bedroom already. But anyway, um, I walked back into my room, um, sat down on my bed. I had a little colour Toshiba TV, which I still have, but it's an analogue, so I don't use it much, or you can't use it anymore. Um, it was one of the first color TVs, portables to come into the country. And so I hit the, I switched the TV on and as I went to lie on my bed, I had my legs crossed and I had my hands behind my head, just to lean back and rest on the pillow. And, um, as I, as I went to rest my head on the pillow or my hands, um, before my legs even touched the bed, I felt something grab me around my ankles. And to me, it felt like it could have been, The part of the index finger and the thumb, that part of your hand, but it could have been a device. I'm not sure, but I did feel something wrap around my ankle, and as soon as it did that, I felt pins and needles crawling up all through my body, like numbness, as if you know when you sleep on your arm and it goes numb. But this was travelling up through my legs. I could physically feel it coming up to my knees, up to my waist, all the way up the top of my head, and then when it got to the top of my head, it felt like the way I described it then was like ants crawling through my, he- my head, but it was like static electricity. And um, luckily I had my eyes open. I think if I had my eyes closed, I wouldn't have seen anything. But I had my eyes open. Um, as soon as I felt what, what it was, and my head hadn't even hit the pillow at that stage, I looked at the foot of the bed, like straight across me, and there was a creature, an entity, and it was hooded. It was wearing a hooded robe. Yeah. And the best description I could give you at the time was that it looked gorilla-like, like very stocky, solid, about four foot in height, um, deep round set eyes, wrinkly forehead, deep wrinkles in the forehead, um, cheekbones, protruding cheekbones that were shiny, they were dark in, bluish black in colour, dark blue black, uh, big lips. Yeah. And um it looked horrific. I thought it was the devil, I thought it was evil, yeah. I thought, oh shit. I'm paying for all the things I did wrong, <laughs> you know, living on my own for those five okay. years or whatever. And this is payback time. This is evil. I did not think alien. I did not yeah. think UFO. It didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. So there's one, one entity at the foot of the bed and I'm already crapping myself thinking, what the hell is this? And then I notice corner of my eye on the right side of the bed where the television was. So between me and the, te- between the bed and the television, were two more beings that looked exactly the same. And when I say exactly the same, I mean identical. Um, That's when I started stressing out, freaking out, thinking this is the devil, this is evil, I'm gonna die and they're gonna take my soul. That's why they're here, you know, to take my soul. And um, I was so stressed out. And I used to do kickboxing, martial arts then and that. So I would have jumped out of bed and fought anything. I couldn't move, I was paralyzed, completely paralyzed. The only thing I could move were my eyes, which were open. But other than that, couldn't move anything. So I'm lying there and I'm freaking out, I'm breaking in a sweat, I'm stressing out and I'm trying to call out to my dad and to my brother. I'm saying their names, but nothing would come out. Like I'd call out, Sam, Sam, I I could say it, but it wasn't coming out from my voice box. But in my mind, I was saying his name. Same with dad, I'm calling out, dad, dad, but I just couldn't get it out anyway. As I'm freaking out with the corner of my eye again, I notice on the on my left side of the bed, between the wardrobe and the bed, were two entities that were seven foot, maybe eight foot in height. And when you're lying down and someone's standing next to you, they do look taller anyway. So that could have been seven foot at least. And the the guy, the one close, the being closest to me. Um, they both looked the same. They had the goldish color all over the skin. Uh, no hair, I didn't see any hair. Could have had a jumpsuit type skin on, I don't know. But they had the big almond shaped eyes, massive black eyes, um, little breech for a nose, nothing like ours. It's, yeah. it, 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 it's, it looked like the nose and the mouth were drawn on, they were that small. Yeah. Uh, there were two little slits for the, for the nose, the nostrils. And the lips, it was just like a thin line you would draw with a pencil. There wasn't protruding lips like we have, you know, or collagen lips and all that. It was just like a really thin line. Um, The chin was a bit pointy, but not sharply pointy. I didn't see their ears, but I did see like indentation. um, um, A narrow neck, but uh, what caught me was the eyes. As soon as I looked in... in, uh, my eyes made contact with his eyes. Wow. And I say he because I know there was a male and a female and I could see the female, she had breasts. And um, the male had a surgical mask on, but he had it under his chin.
2: Yeah.
1: The female had hers on over her mouth. But don't think of a surgical mask like we're accustomed to now that we wear every bloody day, um, which is probably wide as four, your, the width of your hand this is like wide as two fingers because they have smaller mouth hardly any lips they don't need a big mask to cover so yeah it it was probably wide as two of my fingers she was wearing it over her mouth and i got the impression that i'd made contact with him earlier at other times uh, where she was new to this like just meeting me for and that's why they were probably concerned about passing on diseases or whatever so anyway I'm freaking out, stressing out, thinking, "Oh my God, this is evil. This is the devil." And then I see these two to my left, and I've got to say they didn't look angelic, but I felt it. I felt like they were benevolent. Yeah. They 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 were good good beings. They weren't there to harm me. And I one second I was perspiring. I was you know anxious. I was freaking out. And as soon as I made contact with this being's eyes, I was totally totally relaxed. Like that was within seconds, and I can't be sweating one second and then completely calm and not sweating the next, but it happened. And as I'm looking into his eyes, he says to me, calm down, relax. We're not gonna harm you, relax. It'll be like the last time. Calm down, relax, repeating it. And I'm like, what fucking last time? What do you mean last time, you know? And um, so he kept saying that, and I gotta say, it calm me right down. And as he's saying, we're not gonna harm you, relax. I see him, He had in his hand what looked like a syringe, but it had like an optic fibre cable at the front of it, like a wire, you know, like optic fibre, those lights that, and they light up and that. All I could see was this thin, flexible tube at the end with a light at the tip of it. And he was holding it between, say, if you put your index finger, your middle finger, your ring finger together, and put your thumb and your little finger against each other, that's how it seemed to me like he was holding it. Yeah. Um, wasn't using the thumb, he was using the three yeah. fingers. And then he pointed it to the tepl- top left side of my head and inserted it in. And I didn't feel any pain at all, but I blacked out. Yeah. Um, I came to, uh, I thought it was about 15, 10, 15 minutes. Um, when I came to, I had been fighting this paralysis for so long, so I just jumped out of bed, I sprung out of bed opened the door, went in and tried to wake up my dad. He was the first one I got to. And I tried to shake him and I was like, dad, 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 and I couldn't wake him up.
2: Yeah.
1: So I, I slapped my dad a couple of times and he still wouldn't wake up. So I went over to my brother who was sitting in the chair and I tried to wake him up. And I'm like, Sam, Sam, wake up. Something's wrong with dad. I was really concerned. I thought dad had a heart attack or something. Yeah. So I'm like, Sam, Sam, wake up. Something's wrong with dad. And my brother wasn't responding. So I slapped him three times really hard. And he came to and in Arabic he said, he goes, I feel that's like it. I've been switched off.
0: Yeah.
2: That's
1: and right. it freaked me out. I was like, well, What do you mean you feel like you've been switched And he looked dazed, he looked like he wasn't, you know, all there. Yeah. And I said, Mate, something's wrong with dad. So he gets up and we both trying to shake dad, trying to wake him up, slap dad a couple more times, and he goes, Get some water, whatever. And, By the time I turned, my dad's come too. I went to get water, but I didn't even take a step. My dad's woken up, didn't say a word. Didn't say, why are you slapping me? Why are you waking me? Just didn't react. He was just quiet. Anyway, I said to my brother, how long has it been since I've been in my my room? And he said, oh, about 10 minutes, which is what I thought. And then all of a sudden, we look at the TV and we notice back then the tv station would shut and you'd get you know my city of sydney the yeah, song they, they have the, and they had the, the still picture yeah of, of the, the, the... harbour bridge or the opera house yeah. or the yeah like, the channel thing you know yeah the the te- test colour yeah testing. the test color thing yeah, yeah. yeah they have that. and they, they had have that, that.
0: Oh, they used to have it in the country i know what yeah, you mean. yeah yeah
1: they so that that was on the screen and yeah. we're like what and it was just around just nearly three o'clock yeah so i went to bed about quarter past eleven yeah. And it's now two and a half, three hours later gone. Yeah. And I can't account for it. Yeah. So I said to my brother, I said, how long do you think it's been since I went to my room? And he goes, about 10 minutes. Yeah. I thought, okay. I went and grabbed a drink of water and I went into my room and I put the water on the bedside chest. And I thought, if I get up in the morning and that water's here, this isn't a dream. Yeah. This really happened. So, of course, in the morning, it was there. the water's there. Oh. So I'm like, okay, I get up. I go to have a shower. Um, This is later in the afternoon, I have a shower. And uh, I went, I was going to pick up Vivian, my uh, fiance at the time from work, from Macquarie Street. And as as I was drying in the uh, the bathroom, drying myself off, I was drying my leg and I felt like a burning, real deep burning sensation in my leg and my shin. What the hell, I have a look. And there was a mark there and it was red raw and it was as if you put a cigarette on someone's skin and let it burn. It'd leave a circular yeah, perfect, burn uh, yeah. and a bit of an indentation, and um, it was red raw. It was like sore. Yeah. So yeah. I, I knew straight away that I connected it. I thought that wasn't there yesterday, and it's there since I had this thing happen to me. So anyway, I remembered that something was put in my head as well. So okay, I get ready. I um, get dressed. I drive down to the city. I pick up Vivian. She gets in the car, and as soon as she got in the car, she goes, "What's going on? What's happened?" She goes, "Something's happened. You've had a fight with someone." She could straight away. She could tell something was wrong. Yeah, and I was like, "No, no, no!" But something. How do you tell someone? You know what I mean? And I've never. It's well,
0: not yeah, it's a pretty hard conversation to yeah. imagine to have, like, hey, yeah. I just had a weird experience happen to me last night. And
1: it's not like I had talked to people and heard people talk about this. Yeah. It wasn't accepted in my culture. You know, well, I'm, I'm I, Lebanese Christian Maronite. Even, yeah,
0: I don't even think it's just cultural. I think it's just like when you, when you like now when you start, to, you know, it's not something you can just bring up. You're like, something happened to me. Like, I don't know if it really happened. Like, I feel like it really happened. Yeah, you think, you, you, guess, you second guess yourself. Yeah, you wonder, you're but, going through a lot. And like, look, it's... When you, especially when you go back to 88. I mean, things just like hmm. it doesn't feel that long ago, mm. but it's still long enough ago where it's like information moved at a snail's pace. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah exactly. Well, you didn't have the internet and you didn't have all the mobile phones yeah. you didn't have all that stuff yeah so now like so I think beepers and pages were in it at that time uh,
0: yeah they were yeah like from the mid 80s yeah, yeah. yeah so that was still kind of it was still very new technology,
1: technology was very slow yeah, it, yeah. Was, it wasn't like you know you hear about something seconds after it happens
0: yeah. but now you've met Vivian like you've met up with Vivian she knows something about yeah she's
1: happening. asked me she straight away knew that something happened yeah. so I said yeah you know I told her the story yeah and um I said, oh, and have a look at this mark on my leg. And as I lifted my Jean's leg up to show her, it was healed. Yeah. Like it's a scar. You can still see it. Yeah. But it was completely healed over. It wasn't a red draw anymore. That's six hours after yeah. I first noticed it. that's that, one of your
0: physical evidence that's on you of the That's on experience. me, yeah. And and I said, yeah. And,
1: and then head. I said to her, yeah, and they inserted something in my head. Yeah. And as I went like that and touched my head, under my nail, there was dry blood. Yeah. So she's had a look and she's like, she gasped. And she was like, oh my God, you got a donut hole in your head. It's like a donut. It's inflamed yeah. and there's dry blood. And she said, oh, I think you should go and see the doctor. Yeah. So I dropped her on, off at home at Dollar Chill. My doctor was at Earlwood. Drove up, went and seen the doctor, spoke to the doctor about it. And I was trying to be honest with my doctor. I'd known her for 10 years. As soon as I said, oh, look, something was in my room. I didn't say aliens. Yeah. I just said there was a presence in my room, da da da. Look, I've got something in my head. She would have dismissed you straight. She just laughed. Yeah. And everybody in the, in the waiting room heard her laughing and that. And I actually said to her, if you think I'm crazy, send me to a psychog- psychologist, psychog- don't laugh at me. Yeah. And I never went back to see her again. Yeah. And I used to put all my friends on. She was such a good doctor, but it really disappointed me. So anyway, um, my search began. I started, I wanted to know what was going on. I wanted to know what am I experiencing? So I, who do I co- contact? psychologists and psychiatrists, you know, and um, every time I'd say to them, look, there was a presence in my room. Oh, no, we don't deal with that. Sorry. Hang up. They didn't even want to hear it. I called a guy in Queensland and he was a psychologist and he said, look, I've heard a lot of, about this stuff lately. It's been happening to a lot of people. He said, there's a group in Sydney starting a UFO group. You might want to speak to them because I think it's UFO related.
0: I don't like, don't, I, yeah, uh, you, this is all in the first podcast. Yeah. Like, so if you want to, like, I guess you could bow It's now the... I want to talk about from your primary experience. Because, like, the 88 experience that you had and your primary experience is really what I want to, like, focus on here. Because that's what's been happening in the last couple of years, pretty much since COVID started. Yeah. So let's just quickly recap your, your major experience. 92 experience. Yeah, your 92 experience.
1: Yeah. Well, 1992, I... Um I had head injuries. I had I got attacked at, at work on a job site, and yeah. I got I got stabbed in the chest. I had a broken bottle ripped my arm, arm open. Um, I got hit on the head with a shovel uh, yeah. twice. Pretty horrendous. Well I had pretty bad yeah I had pretty bad injuries, and um, I was recovering from my injuries. And um, um, about three months after the injuries, now anyway, one one morning I was t- I was drove got up out of bed, drove my um, uh, wife to the train station. Um, I know it's been reported that I drove her to the radio station. I don't know where that came from, but it, I've never said that. No. Um, probably typos, whatever. But anyway, I drove her to the train station. What I noticed was the f- I was getting sick of like, pulling up and vomiting on the yep. way. And I noticed the further I got away from home, the sicker I got. And then when I dropped her off, and I'd say from my house at Barello 3rd Avenue to bloody the station, it's like a three minute drive two three minute drive and i pulled up eight times and vomited along the way and it was like extreme vomiting it was just yellow liquid it wasn't food it wasn't you know something i ate and then what i noticed as i was driving back the closer i got to home the better i felt i'd halfway to home i didn't even pull over to get sick to vomit so anyway i got home pulled up in the driveway went inside went into my bed um, I wasn't feeling the best, so I just got under the quilt. Uh, it was July, so I got under the quilt, I had a sloppy joe on and track suit pants. And um, went, light in, to, in bed, I wasn't sleeping, like I was just trying to get back into yeah. sleep. And all of a sudden I felt like something sat on the bed and we didn't have dogs, cats, you know, and yeah. I thought, did, did it, the cat maybe sneak in when I opened the door and one snuck in, I didn't see it. Mm. So I took, got my attention, so I, I sat up to see what it was and as I sat up, I see a full blonde naked you know humanoid looking woman sitting on top of me straddling me, um, completely naked. and next to the next to her on the side of the bed was another Asian looking female. The one that was straddling me was blonde, yeah. blue-eyed looking. and the one that was sitting on the side of the bed, um, she had her legs tucked under her like you would as a you know in a school photo, yeah. had her hands on her knees and that. Um, She was sitting there observing, watching, and um, what I noticed was when I sat up, when my physical body sat up, it was like my astral body, whatever you want to call it, your soul, your astral body, um, sat up before it, it sort of split away from my physical body, and I could see a transparent like glass image almost of me. And I could see my physical self and then I could see like a glass image of me, like a glass cutout, for example. Yeah. And I could see the blonde through, through the glass image of me, I could see the blonde fully there. And then my body caught up with my astral body and I became one again. And as soon as that happened, I saw her put both her hands behind my head and cut my head with her hands and brought me to her left breast, yeah. pushed my face into her left breast. and. I put my hands against her so I felt her body and I pushed away from her. I'm claustrophobic at the best of times. Put me in a elevator in a room. Doesn't matter how big the room is. If I can't open the door to get out, it stresses me. So with my face buried in her breast, I pushed away because I couldn't breathe. And then she's done it a second time and put my face back into her breast. So I pushed away again. And the third time she used super strength, I would say, because I couldn't push away from her. I was trying to push away. And I couldn't. I couldn't get a gap where I could even breathe. So my face was buried right into her breast. Now, I've been accused. What type of person does this? They say, oh, he bit her. Like, they make it like yeah. I took a chunk of her, you know? Yeah. What the, I did... What don't worry I. worry about the naysayers. Yeah. Well. Uh, what I actually did, as my face was buried in her breast and on her skin, I didn't open my mouth and bite. I just sort of pinched with my teeth. It was yeah. more a pinch than a bite. Yeah. But, and But I did feel... Yeah something which I thought might have been flesh hit the back of my throat. And as soon as it hit the back of my throat, it was like I drank acid, it yeah. started burning. And then I pushed, I was able to push away from her, but I looked and I couldn't see any cuts on her, any blood. She didn't react in pain. Um, that's where I think was I given something because after all that happened, I had an erection for six hours, which was bloody painful. Yeah. It wasn't fun. i tell you six hours of it. But, um, Yeah, so I I got that I was able to push away from her. And as soon as I pushed away from her, she's looked over towards the Asian female and telepathically she didn't speak. I didn't hear her speaking, but I felt it. It was a feeling in my head. I could tell what she was saying. And she was like, something's gone wrong. He's done this wrong. This isn't how it's supposed to happen. Um, This isn't like the last time something's gone wrong. And she was repeating it. And I was like, what fucking last time? I always get this thing about last time, you know, as if it's happened before. And I'm like, what well, fucking last time? What do you mean last time? So I'm stressing out, think, trying to process this. And then I get telepathic communication and I was told not to talk about this for like 25 years. And now we're on our 30-year anniversary. Yeah. And I'm starting to talk about it. I'm, I'm hoping that I can write a book about this now. Um, after 30 years, people can't say I'm doing it for money. So I'm looking at writing my, a book and to put my version in there and to write the wrongs that have been written in all yeah. different... There's a lot of different people talking about this case and nobody gets it 100% right. There's yeah. always a mistake or two. Um, so anyway, going back to, to, the, to the situation itself, um, she's communicated telepathically with me and the message to me was... I knew that my marriage would, would break down before 2020. I knew, I knew in 1992. And I used to do everything I could working up to 2020, not to make it happen, to save my marriage. But in 2016, my marriage ended, end of 2016, two weeks before Christmas actually. Um, and But I knew it was coming, it wasn't a major shock to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that the message that I was told and not to talk about. And I think I think it it's to protect them as well, not like them, the individual, the females. Um, I don't know if they're supposed to meet with people and sexually interact with people, um, you know, through their...
0: It's all speculation. Through their yeah, government. Yeah. You know what
1: I mean? I, I don't know if they're made I... to do that or they did it because they wanted to. Yeah. But anyway, um, the the thing that I came across that I understood was... Um, in about 20 years' time, this is from 1992, that a lot of portals will open, a lot of doorways will open around the world and a lot of different things will come through. And I think we're seeing that now, yeah. um, whether it's entities, whether it's objects, but good and bad will come in. You can't just have something come through and it, from another dimension or another world and it's all going to be good. Yeah. So... I don't know why I was told that, but I was told you can't say anything about this for 25, minimum 25 years or something like, I don't know if the world was ready for it, or maybe they wanted these doorways to start opening before people started talking about it.
0: But oh, Sorry, what do you, by doorways, what, like, what do you mean? Like
1: portals, yeah, like yeah. dimensional portals, um, Stargate, Stargate, you could say, yeah. like there's there's things that are opening up around the planet and things are coming through from other places, other dimensions. Uh, we don't necessarily understand what they're doing, but there's a lot of evidence now that people are seeing creatures that don't exist in this world. Yeah. And um, I didn't, I never wanted to talk about it because. I don't know, I just like, I like the hard evidence stuff and that's why the hair made it so much more interesting for me. Had I not had well, the hair, I wouldn't got, have talked about well, that's
0: this. That's like sort of, so yeah, you have physical evidence that you were visited. That's that's what separates you from most other people, like for sure. Like that's the the key thing. Your story is as unique as anything. And that's like, we, we I mean, we went into like, Major thing, like we on the first podcast you and I did together. Yeah, but like now it's sort of from when we did that. That the only, the interview that we did then was in 2019. Yeah, and then it wasn't until the end of 2019, start of 2020, when they just suddenly went, yeah, like the Pentagon in the US. Yeah, they they really formally came forward and yeah. they said. Yeah, actually, there's been a lot of weird shit in the skies. We have lots of evidence. You have the guy like, uh, what's his name? Commander Fravor, uh, he's been on Joe Rogan a few times, and he did uh, the tic-tac thing. Yeah. I mean, like, when I hear the tic-tac and I hear your story about the egg shape, Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, you're a kid. Like, maybe, you, like, you know, in my head, that's the way I look at it. Like, you think egg shape Maybe the way you look at it from a perspective could be different. Yeah, I know what you mean. Even the
1: tic-tac one, um, they used that term, the military used that term, but it could have been oval-shaped, you know what I mean?
0: But when you look at that evidence and, like, this is a guy who... He followed. He tracked it with his radar. Oh, they, they they tracked it, yeah. And like it was They actually locked him. in on it, yeah, which it was amazing. Yeah, and like it wasn't just him. It was the the battleships in the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, other, yeah was there was other. Yeah, there was ground
1: radar, air radar. Yeah, it was, they all it was, picked it up. Yeah, yeah. They all, I, you
0: could see little blips here and there. And, it and went that, from, that that video has
1: been around for a while. Yeah. And um,
0: but he got called uh, he got called crazy. Well, that's the thing. A you know,
1: we put our our lives in the hands of pilots. You know, they have 500 people on board their their plane, and, and they're supposed to know every military pilots, um, civilian pilots. They're heavily well trained. Yeah. And if 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 a military pilot is going to mistake a normal plane or a normal star Venus and and make out it was a UFO, we're in great trouble. Yeah. You know, I well, wouldn't want to be on that plane as start, a passenger.
0: As you, who has had this experience. Like, and not just once, like multiple times in your life, and then for like say, well, that would that would have been twenty five years, say, of like people going, "This man is crazy," mm. you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like completely. And I understand
1: you. that. I understand yeah. that. You know, but they say, "Seeing is believing." You're a
0: rational guy. Like even I said it to you last time. Like, and I I say it to you now, like your experience, I I I love hearing about it. It's a fascinating story to me. Yeah. But because it hasn't happened to me, it's so hard for me to like... Comprehend yeah, yeah, I understand
1: it, that. I, I totally understand that. But, I can understand people being sceptical. But, like, but you look at the evidence and yeah. if the evidence stands up...
0: Suddenly in 2019, 2020, mm. just before the pandemic, like, you know, went crazy. Because yeah. I wanted to get you on in like the end of 2019. Yeah. You know? yeah. But like you know, life and everything kind of got in our way, and then 2020 rolled around like lockdowns, lockdowns and all because yeah. I wanted to get Bill Chalker on here with you yeah. as well, so we could talk more in depth about this, yeah. But like, this is what I mean there's suddenly this whole thing like, all these documents and videos, and like people who were afraid to be called like, like you know, fucking Ludabins because they they couldn't talk about what they had physically seen, yeah. A and lot now of they po- come in like yeah i saw some weird shit while i was working in the army because our job is to look at the sky
1: a lot of people are now coming forward with a lot of experiences look the hair the hair sample that i had well two hair samples that i found that was this that's what made me go public if i didn't have those hairs i don't think i would have gone public i went public with my 1988 experience but the 1992 was just a can of worms without evidence, that that biological evidence, I wouldn't have gone... I, I would have talked to friends about it, but I wouldn't have gone public. But,
0: I mean, like, when I watched... Like, I watched an interview once on uh, YouTube done by a show that I actually really liked, uh, The Extraordinary. Yeah, I've been on that. Yeah, well, that's... I saw you on that. Yeah, like,
1: 1996, I think that strapping was. Strapping
0: Young Lad, that's what you were yeah. back then, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, like, hearing your story then, but being on a show like Extraordinary... I've, don't get me wrong when I say this, but I feel like it kind of cheapened that experience of yours. But that
1: was the 88 experience. Yeah, yeah. 92 had it yeah, happen it hadn't then. happened yet. Yeah. yeah. And that's, well, it had, but I hadn't talked about it. Yeah. yeah. But
0: like, it was one of those things where, like, when I watched it's like, because it's on a. Was it ABC that had the
1: extraordinary. No, Ab- Channel 9? ABC yeah. had Late Line, who also did a story about abductions. Yeah. yeah. But
0: like, it was kind of one of those, like, you know, listen to this. Far out, their story. Yeah. Story, you know, like yeah. and like, but now, but like now, forward thirty years, yeah. And you hear this story, and you're like, hold on, let's now listen to the fucking officials at mm. it, at one of the biggest, you know, global yep. government, you know, the Pentagon. Pentagon. The Pentagon, who runs this shit, and they're yeah. finally fucking admitting. But you know what? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I stuff. don't know why we have
1: to wait for the Americans to give it the stamp of approval. Like you've got countries like France, um, Mexico, uh, sw- they, they, Iran, even Iran. Yeah. Iran, one of their pilots chased one and it, and, they, and shot it, shot at it, and yeah. like it's a really interesting case, the Iranian mm-hmm. one with the pilots. There's right. just so much out there. Um, I've, I'm not holding my breath now that the Pentagon has gone, okay, we're going to come clean. I think clean. it's because,
0: like, no, but I think it's because of the years of denial from the Pentagon. Like, you're talking about one of the largest, like, biggest military... Yeah. Like, you know... Complex. Yeah, it's the largest yeah. military in the world, really. Yeah. Like, you know, in terms of technology and But they still
1: around. had a plane go through their building that they couldn't defend against. Yeah, like... You know? <laughs> I,
0: I don't know. But, like, but you kind of look at it, like, in the sense of they've got so many radar they've got like military personnel all around the world they are one of the largest militaries in terms of where they are like they're everywhere yeah and finally after all this time they've admitted to it and it like yeah yeah, it took that like to be sort of the uh, you know the matchstick to like ignite the the, the like the bale of hay, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. You got all this stuff, and everyone's like, "Oh, whatever, whatever." Whatever, like,
1: and now they're taking. And now it's
0: like, no, no, here we go. Here's all the evidence. Boom, there we go. And yeah. it's just like, fuck. But like, that's what really like. I mean, for me, it was amazing timing because I, I interviewed you just before that. Like, there was interest speaking. Yeah, like people were talking about. Uh, oh, what's the name of the guy? The one who was abducted in Travers. Is it Travis? Yeah, Travers Seven days.
1: Uh, five, five, five days. Yeah, Travis yeah. Walton. He's a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah nice Walton. guy, Travis.
0: So, like, and you know, he's on Joe yeah. Rogan and yeah, everything. So, yeah. his story was like, wow. Yeah. And then there was, and then, like, suddenly they just release all this stuff. Yeah. And you're like, what, what impeccable time. And this was just before the pandemic. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, that's, I remember this because I, I remember as soon as I saw it, I, I texted you, hey, man, I want to, yeah, yeah. I want to get you back on. I want to yeah. talk to you about this.
1: You know what, two of the, Two of the cases that caught my attention. Once I realised, once when I retrieved the hair samples, and then it took a few, couple of years before they were tested. Um, and I kept it, I kept it really quiet, you know. And it just happened by accident that Bill Chalker came across me talking to TV produ- film producers yeah. um, about the hair. They said, "Oh, look, if this is happening, there should be some evidence." And I said, "If you want evidence, I'll show you evidence." And I went and got it. And pulled the hair out. It was in the bag still. I don't let him touch it. And Bill Chalker saw it. And he was like, "Why haven't you told me about this?" And I said, "Oh, it's a big can of worms, you know." Um, so yeah, once the hair got tested, and I I started thinking, okay, all this is all the the two cases that caught my attention was the Rendlesham Forest case in England, yeah. where military observed. Uh, um, there was Holt, um, and a couple of other military personnel. He was the highest on camp, a uh, campus at that time. Um, they, that really interested me because it was military reporting yeah. something unusual and they went and followed it and tracked it for a couple of days. And, um, Admiral Byrd, his flight over Antarctica yeah. and him reporting seeing another world, you know, and, um, beings with flying objects would... Fine sources, basically. Um, I believe that's an advanced, ancient, advanced civilization that was from this planet. I don't think they're alien, alien from another world. I think they used, they originated from this planet, and their technology is just so far advanced. Um, And I do believe there are aliens from other planets as well. Um, But those two cases really caught my attention, and um, then I come across cases like Travis Walton, Betty and Barney Hill. look to me there there's especially in those times in the 60s like people didn't look up too kindly on um, uh, ra- mixed racial marriages the last thing Betty and Barney Hill him being a black man and yeah. Herbert um, to grab the, all that attention It's you don't need it you, no, especially no. in the 60s it, yeah. you'd
0: avoid it at all costs. yeah I you'd mean, avoid it all I mean that, I mean like look I'm going to say that even up to the early two th- like 2010s even like when it comes to like things, even like just admitting things that you've seen—not so much the racial, you know, stuff—but like mm. admitting that you've seen something, yeah. Even yeah. up to two thousand like 10, 2015, yeah. even like if, if you said you'd seen something, you'd be labeled a fucking quack.
1: You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, people like, are thinking differently now. Yeah, oh, you know. Well, the younger generation has have been spoon fed the UFO stuff, and I think it's a cult. Yeah, to get to get. To get it in in the mainstream, they've had to slowly, slowly feed this, you know, new generation information. And you talk to young kids now, and they all accept it. They all yeah. believe aliens exist, and
0: because there's now so much information coming out about it. That's it, that's and the, and and the information's insane.
1: coming from all around the world, from yeah, like, countries and tribes that don't have TV or internet.
0: Yeah, but like the, I remember, like when I was just saying this before, like the whole TikTok thing. You're now on TikTok. You're blowing up on. You blew up on TikTok for a bit yeah your interview came out like yeah like when I was you know it's not as detailed obviously but the fact that you're on TikTok Mm. with your story from a documentary that you were in it's like wow and you had like a few I don't even know who's
1: actually released that to be honest with you I can't
0: remember who released it but like you're on TikTok but that's from
1: uh, Ancient Aliens show
0: yeah and like that's you blowing up now like on a whole new platform yeah like you're getting released your your stories out there you, you like you like you know you had you said you had six or seven people reach out to you in two days yeah telling yeah.
1: me they seen it on TikTok, and that's what i mean like 30 years down the track this year's 30 years and the case is just getting i'm not going to mm-hmm. say bigger but it's it's it will it is yeah. it is it's snowballing and um they say extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence and i think i've got that
0: yeah well, you definitely got the evidence
1: yeah and um you know people can try and discredit me they can try and attack me personally i don't care i've never said i was an angel all my life yeah we all do things that you know we regret in life and that but something happened to me and for me to to speak about it in the first place was massive because i had never heard anybody talk about this stuff I think, I believe I was the first Australian to actually go public and speak about it in, in, in public domain, you know, in front of people. I'm yeah. not, I never did public speaking. I never spoke in front of an audience. And I don't know, something just, I knew this is, why did it happen to me? Like, why me? Yeah. And maybe it's because I am a bit outspoken and I will go out and talk about it. Now I've, I've met people now that are saying it's happened to them. Yeah, and one case I've just talking to you about happened two years before mine, but I never heard them talk about it. Yeah, and all these people that are reporting that the case they experienced something similar, they're suggesting that the hairs were put there on purpose. Yeah, that they weren't by accident. And let's face it, there's six people reporting.
0: Yeah, sorry about that. We just had a blackout. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: see what we were saying, Peter. Yeah, so we're talking about now. We're we're in 2021, and um, with I think with all the Pentagon, you know, ex- taken on the UFO thing, and that it might, you know, they're going public and saying that yeah, they think something's there. A lot of people are taking note, yeah. Um, and a lot of people are coming out of the woodworks now with reporting their own experiences. And um, I've, as I've said, I've spoken to five or six people now who've. Very, very similar experiences to mine. A blonde female, an Asian female, hair samples, and the hairs were placed on on the on the penis, basically, and they're all saying that they were placed there uh, on purpose. So they, it wasn't also by have,
0: accident. they also have hairs. They
1: also have hairs. We've had two hairs that are actually been sent to Bill Chalker, yeah. and um, tested. But the 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 thing that Bill Chalker and the and the scientific the scientists that he's worked with. Um, it's, they're called APEG. Um, it's all about the chain of events. So if you have a sample, if you, if you got evidence, they want to know that you have full control of that evidence from the second you found it to the second you handed it to them. You don't want to drop it on the ground. Now, I'm just giving advice now because we're learning from it. Um if you remove a hair, if you think you've had an experience and you find evidence on you, don't leave it behind, don't drop it, don't just discard it, put it in a plastic bag, even if it's a sandwich bag, seal it, put a date and time on it, and just keep it because you never know. Um, So had these people collected the hair the way I did and had that chain of events where they never never lost track of it they always had it in their sight they always they put it in a bag and knew where it was two of the people reckon they dropped the hair on the ground in the bathroom and went away and then a couple of hours later thought i you know i better go and get that hair and they've picked up a hair and they've and they've had it tested and it's come back matching their daughter or their wife yeah you know it's nothing just nothing but um it would be interesting if if that hair, the chain of events, they can tell you, I took that hair off my private area. I never took my eyes It's been in this bag for so long. We know that that is that hair. Because uh, it's not cheap to do DNA testing on, on things, you know, a couple of grand at least. Um, but, yeah, we'd love 10 cases, 100 cases, where people do produce hair and we can they can be tested. Um, what I'm excited about now, I've got a guy that recently, only the last, in the last week or so 10 days contacted me and he's actually had an experience two years before mine he was 17 years old and it was 1990 yeah um, that interests me no no I've got to drive thanks um, that interests me because um, and he says that he has the hair but he doesn't remember where it is he thinks it's in a drawer somewhere yeah and he's going to try and find it um, there was a guy on the central coast we tested the hair was tested. Um, yeah, the, all all we need. I mean, my my case is one case with one sample that was tested. If we can get ten more or a hundred more, uh, everybody in the in the team would feel a lot better that yeah. we can do
0: but replicate I mean, the um, like, the findings. I don't. Th- I don't think that's something that. You know, like you would generally go, "Oh, there's a hair. I'm going to save it." No, M- you wouldn't. Most, you wouldn't, people, unless you remembered the circumstances that it got there. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. Like, do they remember that? Like, that's you know, I guess that's a key thing because, like, you know, if you're, you know, paralytic and you're asleep, it's just going to be a long dream. That's you the know, thing. Like, if you
1: got if you're if you're lying down and you're asleep and your eyes are closed, you're more likely to put. And I, I'll tell you now, I think. Millions of people have had experiences similar to mine, but But most of them would see it as a dream. Sorry, most of them would see it as a dream because, I mean, it's not like you can open your door and they're going to be at the front door, or you can see them and say, "Oh, I saw that lady." Uh, Yeah. So when something like that happens, you you take note. And to me, if if the reason I kept the hairs because I knew it was something very unusual. Well, yeah, I, you were aware I was the aware. I, I, I was aware. Yeah. I was awake. I wasn't asleep. So, yeah. to me, it wasn't a dream. I know what I saw. I know what I touched. When I was pushing against her, I could feel it. You know, I, I just wish, you know, at least a couple of the samples that have been tested came back similar, you know.
0: Now, with your, like, with your story, like, with your evidence, and then the release of everything from the government, like, from the US government in particular, I don't know. Has Australia released anything? Like you would know. No, nah, Bill
2: Chalker.
1: Bill Chalker was given access um, in I think, I think it might have been in the eighties or maybe earlier. Yeah. He was given access to the Australian UFO files okay. um, in Canberra, Yeah. and he was able to photocopy some information and that. He was one of the first civilians to we be really given need access. To key up something with you and him on. Yeah, I've, I've asked him to come for. The, today actually but he had other things on and couldn't make Maybe it but we can we we'll we'll can definitely this. do that i'd yeah. like to
0: really like push to do this with him
1: yeah if it, bill will give you the science back of it he's done so much research in this country like yeah, yeah he, he's value to have on um um to give you information yeah. um but yeah look now that the pentagon I, as i said before i don't know why we have to wait for america to give things a stamp of approval when there's been so many other countries that already have yeah um, like Belgium government, they've released, they...
0: they ha- yeah, they did a massive dumping of stuff. Oh, 10, just-
1: 20, 10, 15 years ago, they handed they released the uh, information and videos of their pilots tracking objects and following objects.
0: But then they, is, it, is it France that has now... France, France. they had like a committed group?
1: Yes, NICAP, I think they are it calls yeah. something. Um, there's been so many countries that are open to it and they've, you know openly admit that yeah, we we know they're there we we see them we're dealing with them yeah. um i don't know why we need america i don't know why we need i
0: just, I just think because, as i said before like they, they're the biggest like they're the biggest government yeah you know, do you
1: know that china has multiple ufo groups like so many ufo groups they're so open to the topic it's bill chalk has been there i think three times visited china because there's a link between my case and the Lahu people in China, in the Yunnan yeah, province. Yeah,
0: I remember you telling, telling me about this yeah. in the last podcast. and then yeah. let's
1: not forget too, most recently in the last few years, there were the Taklamakan mummies found in China, which China's trying to keep very quiet. Yeah. And these were six, seven foot tall beings um, with reddish hair and green and blue eyes. Yeah. And they're mummies that were found in the Taklamakan desert. You can look it up. Anybody can look it up. It's there. Yeah. And um, I know for a fact that one of the – I shouldn't say too much here, but I won't name names, but one of the scientists I know that was involved in the DNA was actually offered a a piece of uh, biological evidence from one of the mummies yeah? to bring back. Yeah, but the person refused. Oh. refused to take it because you- – why would you want to bring something that you have no you can't you can't you could can get so, you could get in so much trouble through the Chinese government you're bringing something illegally through customs it's biological it's yeah, a sample okay. yeah, and i look me personally i said i would have done it i would have bought the sample and got it if tested I can know. get it tested yeah, but,
0: we want to know we want to know more
1: but you know the person's got credibility and doesn't want to lose I mean, that so to them a, it's like especially a
0: scientist no. I think it would be hard yeah like to to go down the rabbit hole
1: mm. just like, to release the information yeah like look they're going to say where did you get the sample from that's a big question
0: like like I remember when I released it was actually
1: a security guard who handed, who was willing to give him a sample oh wow yeah a yeah, so exactly. security guard that stood there and guarded this yeah. body you know? see like
0: I remember the, when I released this podcast and people listened to it the first time like I had a few mates listen to it and I told them that you were coming on and they were like, Who is this guy? And I told them to look you up. Yeah. Right. And a couple of like, why would you have like, you know, this guy talk about and like, because yeah. it's a great story. He's got yeah. evidence. Like you tell me how many people you know that yeah. have ever said like who've had the guts to tell you a story yeah. and have evidence.
1: That's it, yeah. yeah.
0: Like the fact that you're standing and and like, you know, and if somebody was to say, Hey, Eric can you take this, it's some, like, hardcore proof that, you know, shit's going down, Mm. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to take the risk, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like,
1: Yeah, as I said to you, I would have done it too. Yeah, Um, who
0: wouldn't? I mean, that's just dumb.
1: Yeah, but, well, (laughs) I suppose if you're a scientist and you've got to produce a paper on it and you've got to have a chain of events of where you got this thing from and, who gave it to you
0: look I think that's when like you know. the whole reporter thing like you know my sources are unknown yeah yeah they're, you know, they're, they're secret sources yeah yeah
1: yeah you know what that's I what mean? I said I, I would. I said I would have done it
0: yeah fuck <laughs> I know man who wouldn't like especially like I mean like you're so deep in that world now like I yeah. mean th- like that is when like if, if somebody was to mention like I mentioned your name once at my other works like you know and I had one person go oh, I know who he is yeah straight away they go I know who Peter is I've seen like videos about him yeah like there's always one person that knows who you are
1: yeah there was a guard from the opera house recently Um, you know him Um, I'll say his first name Peter yeah and um, he actually called me and we met up for dinner and he bought his uh, girlfriend and uh, his sister and her husband and we were talking about this you know and they're really interested in that yeah and that's what's happening now a lot of people who would never have given a second thought are starting to open up, yeah. open their mind at the possibility that it could happen, and especially when you know the person involved. If you know them and you've known them for years, and you know they don't talk crap, they don't make up shit. Um, you know, they it makes it makes the story more credible, and
0: that's what I say about you all the time because I've known you for over a decade. Now. Yeah,
1: I've had you people know. say. I don't believe it. I don't believe in this in the no, in the thing. But I, I believe you, Peter, because yeah, they know me and exactly. they know I'm not a bullshitter.
0: I believe you, and I, I and I've I always say that. Like, if you do, you believe? I said no. I believe something definitely happened. Yeah. I'm not. I do not question that because I know who you are. Yeah I, yeah. I, your integrity to me is everything. This does this whatever like this you know is the fact that you have evidence as well. It's like yeah listening ticket like this is what's real you know yeah. what I mean like evidence is real
1: as I said before extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence yeah. and uh, but it's, it's that's it's, what people uh, have to look at
0: you know like for me for example like you know if somebody says oh if you didn't film it it didn't happen hmm it's like what are we gonna do? Strap GoPros to ourselves and yeah, hope that exactly. we catch something? Exactly.
1: Like, well, if you're if you're lying in bed, you're not yeah. gonna have a and let's face it, back then we didn't have that technology. Now I've got a camera in my lounge room. Yeah. I'll okay. tell you now, I people talk about orbs, you know, orbs that move around and yeah. whatever. I I used to just brush it off. I used I, to think, ah, oh, no. I well, yeah. I still do. Well, well a lot very of them the ones that. that are filmed around fires and stuff like that to me are useless because that's where that you can get that it's, um, effect.
0: It dust. It's, I'll tell you there. a story.
1: When I just, a couple of years ago, or well, maybe a year and a half now, I think it's been, I bought a camera and put it inside my lounge room. Mm. And as I set the camera up, I had it on my phone, viewing it on my phone, and I went into my bedroom. I wanted to see how my dog reacted or what my dog did. So I had it, and I have closed the bedroom door behind me, and within a split second, I had five orbs come out of my son's room from the wall, like in, in my lounge room, yeah. out of the wall, five little, five small ones and two bigger ones. And the bigger ones, one went to my room and the other one went straight. I could see this, I'm watching it. Yeah. And the other one went straight to the camera and almost like, in, as, it, as it was getting closer and closer to the camera, it was getting bigger and bigger, as you can imagine. And um, it sort of engulfed the camera and to me it was like, What's he put here? Something's looking. I've had activity in my house for a long time. Like yeah, really my my ex, yeah, my ex actually saw a, a a man in the house that looked yeah. like Abraham Lincoln, dressed all in black, and so on. Um, I didn't see that, but she has. And um, her reasoning with that is ignorance is bliss. You know, if I just pretend it didn't happen, it didn't happen. You know, but yeah. with what's happening now, um, you got the Pentagon. It's 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 fo- put a focus on this on the topic, yeah. but I'm not holding my breath. I'm not expecting the American government or the Pentagon or anyone to go, yeah, they exist. They're abducting
0: people because once they open, no, they haven't, one, they, yeah, they haven't. I don't think they've opened that floodgate up yet. No, and they've when they just do, said they've seen weird shit in the sky. Yeah, That's yeah, where they've and they have filmed of drawn it. The and they
1: filmed it. They yeah. they admit that they're filming things and they film things for two year for two weeks on a daily basis. Um, the people that are pushing the Disclosure Project, uh, Stephen Bassett, he heads it. He, he's, I've had him at my house and he spoke at, uh, at my conference and so on. Um, every year, every year without fail, every year without fail, he'll put something, this is the year, th- this year is the year it's going to come. And I yeah. always say, well, I won't be holding my I know him personally. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, I won't be holding my breath and I'm not going to hold my breath because I know... It doesn't suit the government to, to come clean on this, to no. be honest about this. It doesn't suit them.
0: No, it's better for them to trickle it out.
1: Yeah, not only that. I think if, if the aliens themselves want us to know, they will tell us. But yeah. I believe that they usually wait for the world to destroy itself and when there's a handful of people left, that's when they come in and rebuild, help them rebuild and, and teach them technologies and so on. Um, I... From my point of view, I hope and I wish that, yeah, they'll go public and let everybody know and, you know, it's beyond doubt.
0: Well, I mean, like, I do admit now, like, when you look back at it, like, on hindsight from what you just said, like, when they did release the – when they had the press conference in the US about, like, UFOs Mm. and stuff, it was around the same time that the whole COVID thing was just starting to spill over too. So, I mean – I can see, like, there's a link. Like, you know, it's convenient for them to release something in order to distract people. Yeah. From another and look, look, issue.
1: We've had presidents. We've had presidents. They've run their campaign, and they've said, "Vote me in, and I'll divulge all the UFO yeah, information." Yeah, Bill Clinton said that. A he? lot of them. Yeah. I know for a fact, Professor John Mac, may he rest in peace. Now, I have, I have so much respect for that guy. He was yeah. like a father figure to me. And it breaks my heart every time I mention his name or see him because he was just such a good contributor to this. Um, got taken away too quickly. But um, I know John Mack was, he personally told me he was going to meet with the Clintons and he was going to discuss the abduction um, phenomena with them and was going to use my case as an example. Um, when he went back, the Monuk Lewinsky. Th- Crap happened, yeah, and I it just I've put everything on one. the back burner. Yeah. But yeah, there's been President President Carter. He saw UFO before he was a president. Yeah, he speaks yeah, about I've it. Seen that, yeah. Yeah. Now President, ex President Obama is saying, yeah, alien exist. You know, a lot of people now. I'd um, uh, uh John Podesta. He was. Uh, he worked with the Clintons. Um, he was very very vocal about getting this information out. Yeah. But. Why is it as soon as they get elected, they go?
0: Shop.
1: They go yeah. Oh, yeah, is it because yeah. they're confronted with this evidence and they're like, "You can't show this to the people." Um, it's going to be either one thing or another. It's either if they divulge this information, it's going to destroy society, religion, all that, is big question marks then, or it's it's going to make us take us in a whole new direction as yeah. human beings. Because can you imagine we realise we're not alone? We're not what we think we are?
0: Yeah, I've I've been like... So I have gone a little bit down a rabbit hole myself on some of this stuff. Like, you know, like, uh, these are fundamental questions that everybody asks. Like, if you see, like, alien life, does that mean that, uh, you know, God will be in question? No. And I think, like... Well, God
1: created... It.
0: He created life. <laughs> yeah. Right? But, like, I mean, when I see some of these things, it's like... You can either have go down this. Uh, th- there's like this thing I was reading once. It was like, there were like two paths. There's the like God. It's not that God doesn't exist. It's oh well, God has created more, or there's like this superiority thing. Like we believe in a higher power.
2: Mm.
0: We are that higher power. Like yeah. we are the gods. We
1: are the gods. Well, yeah. I believe.
0: I be- look.
1: I believe in a creator. I believe God is a creator. Yeah. And why couldn't it be? Uh, biochemist, alien, you know, who made humans, who made Adam and Eve.
0: Yeah, that's the, uh, the what's that, the, the precursor for the movie Aliens. Yeah. Yeah, the creators. Yeah, they're know. the creators. That's and what they, I mean. And, yeah. and,
1: and, and look, you look at religion now from the Islamic point of view and from Christianity, and... They completely did a three sixty and turned on all this now. Where before they used to say no, no. Well, we used to think we're the center of the universe, you know. Yeah. And they and they used to say religiously and that they'd say no, God and only God, nothing else exists. Now they're saying comments like, and this is this has been said like quoted. Um, God created all things, and if He wishes it, one day they will meet.
2: Yeah.
1: So. God created us, created aliens, created everything. But
0: But you've yeah, also got like the things like the, the Nephilim, like the, the religious stories yeah. of like the angels that came down and they were exactly. like eight foot or that's ten right. foot high, yep. you know. And people believe that they they accept
1: religious people will accept angels. Christian yeah. people but that's, but Muslim that's, people will accept the jinn, J I N, right? Yeah. They can accept that and say, yeah, okay, the genies a cheeky, you know, mischievous thing. And the Christians say the angels, oh, they have a halo, they have wings. How do we know they're not the aliens?
2: Yeah.
0: You know but what you've I mean? They've even got, like, uh, ancient, like, uh, like, ancient Egyptians, they referred to their gods as being extra tall, you know, this and that. They had, like, different features. Look at the
1: shape of some of the
0: heads and... Yeah, no. uh, yeah. Throughout, um, you know, look at uh, what's South been found now. Look
1: at what's been dug down. up around the world. Archaeological yeah. digs and that they're finding so many different.
0: The, the The amount of information that's been coming out in the last, well, since we did our podcast, like in the last yeah. two and a half years. Because look, boredom is an amazing thing. When you're mm. stuck at home and you've got nothing to do, you're going to look up the weird. You're going to look up, right? yeah, just to keep yourself. So I yeah. did that, and because I wanted this, I wanted this podcast between you and me to yeah. be something where it's like yeah we recap on your story but I also wanted to fucking like go deep into this sort of other stuff other stuff yeah
1: there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there to, to talk about You, I mean you could spend all week talking about
0: it well that's why I want you regularly on yeah
1: well <laughs> look the thing I like um, people like Travis Walton
0: yeah
1: I've met him personally right and when you meet someone it
0: seems like like when I've heard the interviews with him like it's just, yeah I'm pretty sure it's 100% the same guy very down to earth kind of guy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's a he, look. He's a nice guy. Um, when he, when we, when he and I were talking, his wife was in the back seat, and he, we were driving up to Steve Irwin's crocodile farm in, in uh, Queensland. Oh. And um, he was asking me a lot of personal questions about my case, and I felt comfortable enough that okay, if I'm answering your questions, you you will answer mine, you know. And I asked him, and I said. Travis the first day I read your story, I actually thought that you were fatally wounded, if not killed, you know or close to it, and that's why you were taken for so long because they had to repair you and bring you back. He started crying. and his wife put a hand on my shoulder, she was sitting right behind me, she put a hand on my shoulder, leaned forward and she said you're one of the you're one of the first people he's talked about the, to this about this, like it's not something he shares." Yeah. and only because we related to each other I was you know I opened up about my stuff and but for him for a person to sit there and just when you ask him that question and they tear up that's because it's had an impact on him yeah. you know people are accusing him now because Mike Rogers who was his boss at the time of the crew the yeah. lumberjack crew and that um tree loppers um he's turned feral now Dana and Travis have separated um, a few years ago they broke up and she's never said anything bad about him that I know of but her brother Mike has gone really really feral on uh, Travis yeah. and um, it's sad to see because he was always supportive and all of a sudden now and I think it what it is there was a movie made and then uh, Travis sort of didn't like it because they took they made it they change things. So Travis went and made his own documentary film, which was very successful. Um, and I think Mike, there's a little bit of envy and jealousy there. And now he's accusing Travis of, um, living in his sister's house. Uh, I don't think they've sold the house and split their assets yet. And that, and he's saying, oh, he's a hoarder, things like that. But you know, you can't now say, and he's trying to say that, oh. Travis one day said, oh, let's hoax a UFO thing or something. Why didn't this come out early? Like, look, I've been separated with my ex for five years now. Why hasn't she said, come out and said, oh, Peter's telling bullshit. It's not true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when, that's when, when life changes and the people in your life come and go. That's when, if you're lying, if you're not being honest, that's when those people will come out and...
0: Yeah. Show it but for what it is. Wait, didn't he have he had a punch on with his his boss, didn't he? Travis on the day that he got uh went missing? Mm. For five, I think that's no, nah, what it was he, I know Mike, in, uh, Mike
1: didn't want Travis to marry Dana. I know was, that
0: there was like a couple of them that had a little bit of contention. There was like some rivalry or not rivalry, they just didn't like each other. But the one thing they can all sort of agree on is that he went missing for five days. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, well, I, I mean, like, you know, don't forget, a they, of a doubt. they
1: left him and drove away and came back 20 minutes later. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I know, trying, um, yeah, How would you like, like oh. it if your friends did that to you <laughs> or well, your I work mean, colleagues? Yeah. You know? I was, I but mean, was, they were acting out of fear. They yeah, weren't they were acting out of fear, hatred. Of it was out of fear. Yeah,
0: out of fear. But I know yeah. that definitely, because I remember listening to that podcast not long ago, and they were like, yeah, two of them definitely had a bit of a beef. They had, like, even a fight that day. Right, and it's not good. Like that's, but that was him talking. I think that was with Joe Rogan as well. So mm. that's why, I like, I mean, the whole the Joe Rogan, despite all the controversy nowadays, he's put like, uh, like, if he's got 11 million list listeners, that's 11 million people whose ears have heard that story. Yeah, yeah, you know, hundred percent. So. It's an, and that's a fascinating story yeah. in itself. You know, um, I'm just I think it's one named. of the best stories to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, because you know. like he went missing for five, and then just comes back. And I think they took him to repair well. the
1: damage. That's yeah. what they took him for so long.
0: But I mean, that's that's. I mean, even when I heard when you say that, I kind of had that thought when mm-hmm. I heard the story. So maybe he was just very badly injured. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. And it just sounds like, well, they don't sound like malevolent things. They don't, they don't want to hurt you. They could have left him, yeah. Yeah, they could have just said, oh, uh, somebody's dying. We'll just piss off. It's
1: more complicated to take him and then return him than just yeah. to leave him.
0: Because he was gone for five days, no food, no water. No. He just disappeared, comes back. he's He's fine. He's normal. He's well he
1: had some issues but yeah but i mean like physically physically yeah Yeah, physically he was 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 alive he was not yeah yeah yeah.
0: like you know he wasn't like nearly dead yeah so that's why he didn't like
1: the film in the film they make it look like they collect humans for feed because in in the room where he was where where he actually wakes up yeah um there's a lot of people's personal belongings yeah you know and they're saying like oh well where where where's the people that yeah these things belong to are they but i mean
0: like look at all the stories about like cow mutilations and stuff like that people they took that like seriously like look I, whatever like I maybe mean, that happened but yeah at the same time i well, think look at skinwalker ranch yeah. look at skinwalker ranch there's so much
1: um, research gone into skinwalker ranch and um i did a podcast recently with erica Luke's, and um she used to um she went out with one of the security guards who work there mm. and um she's got a bit of a beef with um people with money who want to fund these researchers and that yeah. as in they restrict what information can be released and so on which she has a point um so yeah there's there, you know skinwalker ranch is so much things a lot of things happen over a lot of years yeah um, but I've heard some like people are petrified to be on that place there's so
0: many contrad- I've heard a lot about Skinwalker Range mm. too like there's a contradicting thing. like people go out there they go there's nothing that happens yeah well you're not going to experience every
1: every yeah. minute every day you yeah. know you're not just because you turn up doesn't mean, I mean it's like, going to happen
0: something I read like a guy was out there for like two weeks or something yeah or, like, near the and location, never saw anything never saw one thing yeah then like in that two weeks somebody reported that they'd seen something he was like awake all night yeah to make sure that if there was something at night, he was going to fucking witness it. And yeah, I was, I mean, I read that. Like again, yeah. I think it, I don't know. Like, I mean, as you said, you probably got to be open up. Like you got to open yourself to the experience. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Um, like You were saying that just before we started the podcast, actually. Yeah. You got to, you got to, if you
1: open your mind and not even like just to be a fool and accept everything, but I think if you start thinking about it, yeah. I think you'll start seeing things. I mean, look at some people that have talked to me. They've said they've read my story, and in a week or two later, they've actually wished that they'd meet alien females, and it's happened. Yeah. Oh, allegedly, that's what they alleged. Yeah. And, you know, they've also got the hair samples and all that. Like, I just wish I could get ten people, a dozen people, come forward and go, here, he's a hair tester, and it tests similar to mine. That yeah. would be unbelievable.
0: Well, that would be, yeah, then i mean that would almost certainly put your story well as the main like that that would be it their story as well yeah yeah like the the, not but yours as the primary like like yours is the primary everybody else like yeah it happened to them that this if that was this was the case it doesn't take away from them what it does is that it adds the uh overwhelming fact to yours yeah you know like this is what happened like everybody's evidence around you solidifies your story as the original yeah you know yeah and the, and it's it definitely gives them credibility well there's as well. this
1: guy now two years before me and i'm so interested i am so interested yeah. like i haven't actually read i saw his message um on the way he driving here um when i get home i'll have a read of it and they send me a couple of long messages yeah but i'm really really interested because he does mention hairs and before my my case two years before um yeah, I'm not. I'm. You know, some people would be like trying to discredit other people's cases, but I'm, you know, willing with open arms yeah. to to, it's, you know,
0: because well, it gives you like, test not, the
1: samples or whatever. Like yeah. I, it'd be great.
0: It doesn't mean that. It, like what I'm going to say. It just, it's not like other people's stories gives you validity. You already. I think I find you a very valid kind of person, but it will definitely add more beef to what you have yeah. like and that's what you need you need like that kind of um, because at the moment what you have like in my opinion you have a fantastic array of events around your life and I know like we've spoken like on a personal level about things too so what I'm going to like not to give away too much but it's like what you've had happen in your entire lifetime this one particular event outside of the ADA event your ninety-two yeah. circumstances with the hair and everything. If more and more people came with that evidence, or like and I don't know, you like you don't divulge everything. We spoke about this last time. You, yeah. you, you'll keep certain details to yourself. We do. I'll do that because you don't want to hand everything out on a yeah. platter and people just copy it. Because that will give you then if you hear somebody else tell your story and they mention things that I yeah yeah then you're like. No, that you're full of shit. Yeah. Like you're just copying and pasting another person's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, circumstances. But if they
1: mention something that hasn't been mentioned by yeah. us,
0: yeah,
1: and it's happened, it's happened a couple of times. Yeah. that's when you, you know, you you're going to be interested. You're exactly. going to look into it because I tell you now, it is so time consuming. People don't realize that doing this, do, being a UFO researcher, investigator, whatever. You don't make money. It costs you money. Yeah, you know, it's, and then
0: it's, it's not something. You, yeah, oh, there's, I get, I get. It's like me doing podcasts. This, this costs me money to do this. Yeah,
1: I get people yeah. asking me, you know, um, for for copies of the book. Can I get an autographed copy of the book? Yeah, I didn't write the book. Bill Chalker wrote the book, yeah. and I I had to pay for the copies that I got. Yeah, you know, it's not like I got even five copies for free. So, when someone asks me, oh, can you give me, oh, why, what, you know, why are you being like a tight ass, or, I don't make a dollar out of that book. Yeah. You know, to be honest, if anything, my office alone, the books in my office, um, have cost me so much money. Yeah. You know, I haven't got anything for free, everything, even my, the book that's written about me, I had to pay for. Yeah. You know, but um, I just... All, all I want to see now with with all this attention that's happening around the world and the Pentagon and all that, I'd hate to just see it fade away and turn into nothing.
0: I think it'll we'll go in cycles, though. Because, like, I mean, it's yeah. taken me almost two and a half years to get you back on. And, like, that was then. And it's sort of – I find, like, it's things are sort of dying out again. But then I see you pop up on TikTok. Yeah. Now, this is where the – I think once the Pentagon made
1: those comments and, you know, it went public, um, I think people started looking at the... Yeah. yeah oh, no, definitely. Researching it, it ignited... Like it, it ignited it, It ignited it, yeah, a fire, yeah. 100%. Yeah, and that's but why that I hope it doesn't ago. just fade off and become nothing. Because I've seen it before. I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. And every time someone says, oh, this is the year, I always say, I am not holding my breath.
0: You're in the midst of a pandemic as well. Yeah. I think most people yeah. are now looking at their own health and exactly for, you know, things. Because when that was released, that was just before. Just be- yeah. You know, and that was what I find like, you know, when I said it before, like, it, it was incredible timing because mm. it was like, I think December. No, it was October of 2019, I'm pretty sure. And then... In uh, February of 2020, yeah, that's when things started to go bit shit, and then by end of March, March it lockdown. was all locked down, yeah. and then that's and I remember like I wanted to get you on in 2020, yeah. There was no time, like you know, we were all locked down. We was it was like heaven forbid you walk outside with a without a fucking mask. And now it's yeah. how much information has changed in the last year and a bit. It's insane, but it, uh, that's a whole whole different show yeah i I just honestly
1: like i just hope it doesn't fizzle out and uh we wait another 50 we wait another 50 years i think um the public is uh intelligent enough to take on board that life could exist elsewhere and if it does maybe they are visiting us and then if they're visiting us what are they doing when they contact people when they have you know, I can definitely agree. Like, do the I, governments worry about being sued? Like in America, everything's about litigation, and you know, for, yeah, do the governments worry saying we've neglected this topic and the abductees? People have claimed they've been abducted, and so on, and they've, some of them are being traumatized pretty badly. Yeah. Are they going to end up suing governments? And you know, no, that's
0: I, I don't think. Like, look, I think that's you, you can't sue a government for something that people uh, like. You know, that even like government officials. Like, look, if I was a if I was a government official and you came to me with your story, even I would be like, um, mm. you need to go and reevaluate the situation yeah. here. I'm a government yeah. official. Yeah, I don't. I only control what's in my area, not what's up there. But then you
1: look you know at I the mean? Linda Napolitani case that happened on the Brooklyn Bridge in the eighties. There was multiple witnesses. Yeah. They actually saw this woman get taken out of her 12-storey window. Yeah,
0: I saw that actually. Yeah. I remember when we spoke about it and then a few months later I saw it again. The
1: cars on the Brooklyn Bridge had engine troubles and electricals. They all stopped. Yeah. People thought that it was a movie being made. They saw the object and then the object dived into the Brooklyn River. Um, There was other people there that witnessed it and two of them were security um, agents or bodyguards and uh the name perez de Cuellar, who was the head of the united nations at the time he was involved and apparently that scene was done for his benefit yeah. and he witnessed that he was in the car with his bodyguards under the bridge it's a big story bud hopkins wrote a book called witnessed um about that or the linda Napoltini case um really really weird story whether yeah. two a- government agents actually end up abducting her because they think she's working with the aliens Yeah. and they questioned her and so on and then one, one of them sort of had feelings for her and it was really really weird but for some reason Perez de Cuellar gave her son a diving helmet a mm-hmm. copper diving helmet yeah. they're not cheap no, why would you give a kid that you don't know a uh, you know, two, three thousand dollar diving helmet. Yeah. I don't know if the kid was like diving stuff or what, but um, apparently, yeah, he um, he presented him with a. And the, the the word is that, Linda and another lady who was also abducted say that Perez de Cuellar was abducted as well on the ship, and that he could have fathered the child. Really interesting shit, but yeah, have to look you know, into know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, look, there's, there's so many stories out there. I mean, I, when, when I've finished, hopefully when i finish finished the book, I hope, hope to get it published, but I'm, I'm actually talk, going to talk about a couple of cases that really impacted me when I first realised this is UFO-related and I started looking into things. Yeah. And there was a couple of cases that really caught my attention. And um, over time, it's been a lot, a lot of years... Like, look at Betty and Barney Hill. Um, under hypnosis, Betty Hill remembers um, a star, a star uh, system that was that she was shown a star map, and um, she drew it. Yeah. And I think it was seven years later that those star that star system was discovered, and it was almost identical to the way she had drawn yeah. them.
0: Don't they? Don't they scream when they're under hypnosis too? Because like, there's a lot of fear that comes out of the-
1: Oh, it d- just Lean depends. Them. I look. I had oh, I've had a couple of uh, hypnotherapy sessions because I was leading a support group. I didn't want to send people to anyone that I don't know how they operate. Yeah. So I guinea pigged. I was a guinea pig, and I basically experimented and went and, and did regressions with these people. Um, I had Professor John Mack hypnotize me, yeah. and. Um, the thing he said, he, he even tells me about my 88 experience and he even pointed out how petrified I was, even in the hypnosis, how I was sweating and really petrified when I first saw the three hooded creatures. Yeah. And um, when I saw the taller ones, how quickly and within seconds I stopped sweating, I was completely calm. And yeah, some people, if they're remembering and it, it, it's like you it's happening to you right there and then yeah they do they it, it, it's it's very very frightening yeah, and they can't
0: yeah you you know there was some stories like that i was reading about like when i was doing some research you know like they would do the uh, like under hypnosis stuff and yeah it was like uh, i was i can't remember the name of the cat i'm so bad with this i do research but i can't remember it shit. this is a good idea <laughs> um like, yeah, the, the gentleman went under hypnosis and pretty much for like a minute and a half, he just screamed to the point where he almost shredded his vocals. Yeah. You know, because he was in that much fear of what was happening to him. Look, I yeah. I can understand that because I, I, I was fearful of the first ones because I
1: thought they were evil. But yeah. then as soon as I saw the taller ones, you know, the big eyes and that, I'm not going to say the use the term angelic.
2: Yeah.
1: But they were close to it like they were they were they gave you a they were caring yeah, they I got you... the feeling that they were caring look if if conservationists go into Africa say and they go to a pride of lions and they study the lion family for 10 years they put collars on them they study them um when they approach them when they dart them and knock them out and approach them they, they might wear a surgical mask so that especially with gorillas yeah. um I think it's the same thing. I think they care about us, but it's clinical as well. Yeah. It's they're scientists. They're doing a job. They're researching. they you know. So we're
0: they gorillas essentially.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, we value gorillas. We wouldn't. We don't think gorillas should be shot and killed and eaten and. You yeah, know. Yeah. And I think they care the same way we care about our animals. Yeah. They care about us. They may not see us at their level intellectually or, you know, or technologically down, or whatever, but they do care about... I, that's my opinion. Yeah. That well, not all well, aliens.
0: It's like when we look at, like, you know, for me, like, look, I see... Uh, like, I consider myself a gorilla, <laughs> right? Yeah. You because <know>, I <laughs> do strong back. because yeah, I'm, I'm a strong man, right? So it's yeah, like yeah. I feel like I have a lot of kin to a Yeah, a yeah, I know what you mean. But, like... Yeah, like, you know, when you even, like, you look at a gorilla or a chimpanzee or any of the great apes, they're genetically closer to us. Yeah. You know. And I, I, so, I again, I can sort of see what you're saying by, like, the comparison. Like, yeah, yeah they're they're more advanced in, in many ways, so they would look at us like a, kind of like an animal species. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, you look at the, like, you know, despite what people think, we are a part of the, the, the animal food chain. We are. Yeah. You yeah, know, we, we are. we just seem the only thing where we have that overrides everything out of our genetic uh, dispositions is the fact that we have a larger brain. Yeah. And that we have a, a clearer consciousness. We have, a, we have an intelligence that separates yeah. us from the other animals. Yeah. You know, like when people are like, and I can, again, I can go on this massive rant, but, you know, when people say, oh, we're not predators, it's like, well, then why are the eyes in the front of our head? You know, if we weren't predators they would be on the side because that's where we are predators.
1: We've wiped out a lot of species. Yeah,
0: we're predators, we're intellectual, (laughs) and that's what makes us dangerous. That's what makes us dangerous. We don't have to be we don't have to be the strongest. We just have to be the We can use our mind, yeah. yeah, We just have to be smarter than our now Exactly. Yeah. That's all it is.
1: You don't have to be the fastest, you don't have to be the smartest. No. But if you can outthink
0: Yeah. That's what that's what separates us. That's what separates us, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's why like you know for like again, like you hear people like you know when they go into the beach and they get eaten by a shark, like just poor gentleman or today got yeah today. today. It's like you go into the ocean, you have to accept a risk. Yeah, that there is something there. You're that's in your their domain problem. now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's their home. If look, yeah. if a shark jumped on land and decided yeah. to eat someone, yeah, then I'd be like, all right, kill the fucker. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you jump in, that's if you your go ex- into
1: their domain, expect yeah, exactly right. And that's why with you know when people go and. In, in Africa say and they track gorillas they might find them one night yeah. and then spend another month trying to find them again exactly. it doesn't mean that they're not there they're there you just can't find yeah. them but I'm t- you know I'm talking about saving the species and that like yeah. we go above and beyond to save some species some, yeah, exactly. you yeah, know we do. and I think honestly I think they do the same with us they they're interested in us um I think they seeded us here anyway, and that's why they're really interested in us I've
0: heard like, i I have read that theory like yeah that, like one of them I read was like uh like the the Mars thing like that we come from Mars,
1: yeah, well, Mars yeah. I think was Earth base one, yeah, and then, and then we destroyed then, it or and then moved and found this, and now we're going back or we're trying to go back, yeah look at look at the the, the monuments on Mars. You know, look. Have you have you had actually had a look at the monuments they found in Antarctica recently? No, I haven't. I haven't oh, mate, it. you gotta just just Google um, unusual finds in Antarctica because okay. now some of the ice is melting and things are coming up. Yeah. There is actually a massive. It it looks like a statue, but the head's been revealed now, yeah. because the ice is glaciers melted. And it's an alien. I've got a, I've got a picture of it. Yeah. It's an actual alien head. Yeah. And um, what's it doing? What's it doing in it? Well,
0: a, I've been, like, you know, when we. Honestly, man, like from two and a bit years ago when we were talking, I, my interest peaked a lot in um, the uh, alternative archaeologies, like, you know, the Earth, like that. Because the most common thing is that people think we, like, intellectually the last four or five thousand years when it's actually like twelve thousand years eleven thousand six hundred years ago from the the younger dry ass period and all this stuff yeah. so guys like uh Graham Hancock and uh fuck, again I'm so bad with names but like all these people come forward and they say no no there was a civilization or civilization started almost twelve thousand years ago and before that you know, you look at the the human species. We've been around like as Homo sapiens. Right. They, I remember once. I remember when I was. I think we've been around kids, longer than twelve thousand years. No, old. no, but like no, but when I was a kid, they said we were a hundred. Our species was a hundred thousand years old. Yeah. Then it went to one hundred and fifty. Then it went to two hundred, and then it was five hundred thousand, and then it was 20, think, 25 I, million years. <laughs> I think now they said Homo 15, sapiens 000. have been around for. I think now it's gone up to six hundred thousand years they've found. Well, y- so it went from a hundred thousand years ago, almost twenty say, tw- let's just say twenty years ago, to to six hundred thousand years in the space of twenty years because that's how much evidence they've found. Well, look at Aborigines. How long have they been around? Forty thousand years. Yeah, or sixty thousand years, depending on who you ask. There you But like they go, but in terms of civilization, like cities and stuff being built, they go you look at places like Goblet Tempe in... uh, Yeah, in in Turkey. Turkey, Turkey, that is such an interesting place. even under the Sphinx. The Sphinx was something else before. That's right. They found archaeological evidence to support this. That's right. Uh, They even found sediment that shouldn't technically be there. I mean, and this is stuff that piqued my interest because it's like, but then you have these, again, like, kind of linking to you a bit, you have these people that are Giving an alternative story to uh, to human history, and they're getting shunned at. They're getting completely thrown under the bus. Yeah, and that's kind of like your story as well. Like m- most people will hear your story, they'll just call you a quack or a crazy or yeah, you know. And it's like, but no, there is an alternative story to everything. We we just have to open our minds to it. We have to be willing to accept, you know. Like people just they look at the Bible as like a as a historical text. As a historical record, yeah. But it's like no the Bible is yeah. a bunch of stories that have repeated Been and written, written. by exactly, exactly. You know, the whole Great Flood thing, that's that's a story yeah. that predates Christianity. That that predates even Judaism. Yeah. There were stories written about that, I think even in the Hindu text and that goes back uh I could be wrong almost five thousand years. You know, it's insane. Oh, yeah, I've seen that picture. seen that? Yeah. Do, uh, yeah, it's... um, oh, You'd have to probably send that to me so I can put it on the Instagram. Mm. Yeah, put the, if you send that to me... That I'll put is it so interesting.
1: You'd think that it'd be on another planet somewhere.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? But something like, they filmed in Mars or
0: something, but it's in Antarctica. Yeah, it's insane, then. Yeah. But, like, this is the whole thing. When the world now is a... Like, when you have so much information and the world is so open to information... yeah. But you, it,
1: they all want it in sound bites. They want it in small. No one wants to read a book anymore and do the research. And, you know, they just want it. Give it to me in one sentence. And yeah. and that's it. And that's what Bill Chalker's actually talking about this. Um, he just did an article for um, uh, Red Dawn. And um, he did a podcast with Coast to Coast. And that's what he was, he's trying to get the point across. Like, people. People are making comments about my case, but they haven't read the book. And um, one guy in particular, last I, I read it last week, which I shouldn't let it get to me, but it does at times. Um, it's just the stupidity side of it that, yeah. that gets me. And this guy, a lot of people were commenting about my case and saying it's, it's true, it's legit. And then he jumps in and says, oh, I pissed myself watching that. Um, he, the guy reckons it happened at seven in the morning. I bet you it happened. I'll bet anything it happened at four twenty in the morning. Like why four twenty? Why oh, not four? Why not five? But yeah, no, that's that's some people just it, yeah, think no, it can't happen. So the guys lying. Yeah, no, I get If that. you read my story, you'll hear that I went to the stay, train station and dropped off my wife. I drove. I drove back. It happened at seven in the morning. It didn't happen at four in the morning. Why would I be driving her at four in the morning to the yeah. station? You uh, know what four, I mean.
0: Four twenty is just. A There's reference no trains to going at that time. No, but that's just a reference to smoking weed. I would imagine. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I didn't even think yeah. of that. No, look. At but people like that. Fuck them. Oh, I don't right. care, mate. Yeah. I don't care. That's, that's what I'll say. Show when I about, ask them
1: fine. for money to, you know, back up my story, let them cru- crucify me. Yeah. You know. I tell my story because I want other people who have had similar experiences to me, which it, it's happening. Yeah. People who've had similar experiences to me to be able to say, I'm going to talk about my case as well. Look at this guy now, two years before mine. I'm mm. blown away. I can't wait till I hear that story. I hope it yeah. doesn't disappoint me. But I hope he has a hair sample and I hope it's real, you know?
0: Uh, see, I think when you like going back to when you said, like, you know people they want everything put into like a few lines that's yeah. true even yeah. i want that other. Yeah. but when you do a podcast and you're doing like how we've been doing it now for mm. almost two hours like the fact that we can talk for two hours and we've recapped your story in fact i, I said a recap you just retold your whole thing anyway yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right so but like you know it's one of those things it's like well, people who haven't heard it will yeah, hear, it heard now, they're they're could, hear it. if yeah, yeah. they haven't heard it, they're going to hear it now. And they might go back to the first podcast and listen to that yeah. one too because it will add more information. Yeah, and the people who have heard it in the past can, can reference the two and
1: see if exactly. there's any differences. Exactly. And that's where you can catch people out. Yeah. If people change their story, if every time someone does an interview and their story changes and expands and it's different, yeah. then you think, oh, you're full of crap. Yeah, yeah. But if the story's consistent, and that's, that's what I'm about, I don't want anybody writing my script... Or a film script, and make it their their version of what they believe. Yeah, it's my story. Yeah, it's story. I want
0: to tell my story. I yeah. don't want anyone to change it. But this is the whole thing about podcasts: where we can talk for as long as we want, and we can. This is the beauty. This is why I love podcasting. Right, mm. this is my reason for it. We can sit here and talk for two, three, four hours, whatever. We can have a few drinks. We can have a few laughs. We can talk about facts. We can talk about stories. Yeah, but this is what people will listen to because they can fast forward this. Yeah. You can't really fast forward a book. A book's yeah. a bit different. Like you're reading something, you have to read every page in order to grab context. Yeah. Whereas when you're, you're talking about it, I think it's a little bit different mm. because you can actually like, yeah, you can fast forward it, but you got, hold on, oh, did I miss something? You can rewind it and then just listen to it. Like you can drive and listen to this. You See, can, that's the
1: thing with my with my it. one. If you look at, the reason I like the book or I like the, the whole story it's if you look at the science, the science side of it, the scientific report about the DNA, um, the method used. Um, they had phase one where they worked on the shaft, phase two, they worked on the root. Then they found um, a CCR5 gene dilution, which means you can't catch smallpox, AIDS. Yeah. And if you're going to have females that are going to interact sexually with humans, Miles, no, no don't get
0: me wrong, I'm not saying a book isn't important. No, right? no, uh, yeah, yeah. A book like a book if you say so like you do a podcast, you do a book, you can do a documentary, these are all together you're looking at like the ultimate piece of information. Mm. Right. But I'm saying what people will be more attracted to, like especially in this day and age, is they'll they'll hear you say on even if they hear you on here or another podcast or wherever it is. And then what they'll do is they'll go, you know what, this guy has a fucking mad story. Yeah. And I want to know more. I want to see the science. I want to I want to physically read the graphs of, yeah. like, yeah. DNA that have been tested. Yeah. That's where a book like, you know, Bill Chalker's book and, yeah. you know, uh, Hair of the Alien. Yeah. yeah. Hair of the Alien. You know, like, all that. People will go and buy it because it's like... I want to know more. It's it's well, You know what
1: surprised me? I was looking at the price of that book when it first came out. It was 41 dollars, say, mm-hmm. and twenty one as an e book. I looked at it last week and it was forty seven dollars fifty. Yeah. For the book. So it's to be gone honest, up. I
0: tried I tried to find a copy, I couldn't find one.
1: Yeah, I think if you anyone who's interested they can go to Amazon.com. Um, yeah, and I wanted to
0: buy the hard copy. I wanted to get that in, in the studio here.
1: Yeah, you should be able to still get. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I've got the magazine, but yeah, that's, no, no. If you if you go to a
1: bookshop and yeah. ask them to order it, they'll order it for you.
0: No, I have to look into it because I I wanted to get it so I can have it in the studio. I wish
1: I had some copy. There you go. Yeah. I, the Books are written about me, and I don't have copies to give my friends. No, no. no look, I know? wouldn't.
0: I would, I would I I wouldn't expect you to give me one. Yeah, but you know
1: what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, I, yeah. I wish I I had the means to be able to have copies sitting there. And, yeah. I can. I've I've had a few copies that I paid for and I've lent to people yeah. and I've never got them back.
0: Well, those are tired asses.
1: And it's you know you, <laughs> that's forty one dollars out of my pocket yeah. every time. And well,
0: you wouldn't want to have a stack of books either sitting around at home just gathering dust.
1: Nah, yeah. no, I'd rather have no, no. have people Let, share them and I read think,
0: them. I think that's like you know the the thing that somebody people should go and buy it on their own accord anyway. They want yeah. they want to read your story. Otherwise, look, they listen to this podcast for free. Mm. And they'll, they'll get not like the scientific data, but they'll get your story. Yeah. And I think that's where the, to get your story first out there, like, like when I, the first, our our first podcast, I don't think I told you, I had about, f- just on SoundCloud, I had to get rid of my SoundCloud account because it was mm. costing me a fortune to run. But like, we had over 400 listens. Really? Like, I mean, I'm a small time guy, like, yeah. for me to get even like 30 people listen. Yeah, yeah. Thank God they're all friends. like you know fantastic Wow! but to get 400 people and then like people were commenting on it they were like wow this is actually quite fascinating Yeah, and look to see maybe a snowball effect maybe that's why now you're uh, you're on TikTok maybe I'm not going to say that's directly attributed to me but your story getting out there if 400 people listen 5,000 20,000 people listen yeah that's 20,000 people more that know about your story yeah true then you have all those YouTube channels and stuff like I remember you sent me a link that they, they mentioned you for like five minutes mm. and it's like you, that five minutes that you were mentioned on there we've done almost four hours of talking between yeah. the two of us yeah you know our four hour story like you know
1: yeah that was Scott and, Brown I think um ITF or something, yeah. Their podcast. Oh, that 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 was off the Erica Lucas uh, podcast. He sat in on it, he does it with it, and then he recaps with another mate of his yeah. and they recapped it and that but um, yeah they're you know I've look if my case can be used to as evidence with the Pentagon that okay, if you accept the fact that they're coming here, that they exist, there's UFOs flying around and the military's filming them, they're, they're monitoring military ships or whatever, or installations, um, we know, okay, they accept that they're coming. Then the next thing they're telling me is, why are they here? Um, who, are, If they're interacting with people, what's going on? Like, why are they abducting people? What's behind that? Yeah. And that's a big, big thing, like... Well, that would be
0: like a massive case to break.
1: But that's why that's why the governments of the world should take this, be open-minded about this. And look, I'm sure they know a lot more than they're telling people they know, 100%. Yeah. Um, but it disappoints me because I think it would make us better humans. I think it would just... For us to know that when you know the truth or when you know something that you might think exists but then it's proved, I think it makes you a different person. It makes you, you want to research things more. You, you start to look at things. As long as we're being lied to and, um, you know, I mean, people believe in the Bible and the Bible talks about David and Goliath, you know, this little guy who fought a giant and killed him with one rock. And then you get people going, oh, no, no, that was a massive corporation, uh, got, take, got sued by a little corporation why are we putting a twist to it like that it's literally it's exactly what it says david mm. and goliath it didn't say uh, microsoft and netflix for example yeah. it said two a name you know two people's names a giant's name and um and now there's evidence that yeah giants did exist i believe Baalbek, this this might people might think i'm in mean, you know i'm don't know what i'm talking about or something but
0: Peter, I think we've gone beyond that. I've been
1: to Baalbek, beyond. mate, and I believe Baalbek, <laughs> Baalbek was built for yeah. the Nephilim, the giants.
0: Yeah. you have yeah, heard about the story of that. Oh, like, you look at Baalbek, think,
1: yeah. you look at the steps. Yeah. The steps are half the size of a human. Like, we, there's no way we can climb them. So what they've done, they've built wooden uh, steps yeah. to compensate so we can... Yeah, we they're, can took,
0: they're about a metre and a
1: half. Oh, yeah, easy, like easy. Yeah. And then there's a, there's a massive chair that... Why would you make it so big yeah. if humans can sit in there like it's just the whole buildings itself when you look at it the halls and all that it wasn't built for people like us and yeah. the size of the stones there like there's an 850 ton black marble stone that's been cut and sit in there I had a picture of this but you look it up you'll see people like ants standing on it taking photos and that um, yeah if we were told the truth about all this stuff um, I think it would be better humans. Yeah. You know? I think, honestly, I think it would make us better humans. But this is,
0: like, going back to the whole alternative archaeology, uh, alternative history stuff, too. Like, look, I... I, I, I believe in many things. Like, giants, maybe a bit of a stretch for myself, mm. right? I, I agree. Like, why would they carve these fucking huge steps? You know, I agree 100%. It doesn't make sense. But, like, the alternative history... Because... When I, again, like listening to a lot of like, uh, or like reading like little articles here and there um, about like the alternative histories, modern history is more or less based upon uh, religious history. Hmm. You know, like, you gotta, like, there are parts of the the world that still believe that uh, humans only existed since uh, the, the farming age. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, we existed way before that too. Well there are know. people who don't believe
1: in dinosaurs. They don't yeah. believe dinosaurs
0: are real. Yeah, yeah I know And that all the fossils the devil are put faked. Them there. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, no, no, that that shit's for real. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's there. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like and it's you know, to say that and then when people like believe that humans only existed for seven and a half thousand years or six thousand years, you know, and that's only during the um agricultural period, farming period, whatever you want to call mm. it. But then, like, you have all these alternative historians and archaeologists saying, no, no, we can actually find, like, entire not cities but uh, like uh, tepe. yeah yeah right? tepe, you know, mate. That's, that's fascinating that's 12,000 years that's, that's, that's fascinating look at the way it's built look how yeah they like, have carvings of animals and like massive not uh, only that like, look at the
1: walls how they interlinked and yeah. locked together and the, and the cuts
0: like yeah. you can't cut them with uh, no. a bloody stone t- you and know this is this is dated back 12,000 years ago yeah like this is the last ice age yeah uh, or the last major ice age you know and then like you have all the uh, major land like movements and you know how much land scarring there is in like North America and Europe and places like that like where the ice is completely dredged away things it's like can you imagine if humans were around in those parts living near near among the ice and then a huge flood came hence the flood story, yeah, and it, it wiped away everything or added like a layer of sediment that was about yeah. 50 meters high. And covered everything. And covered everything. It's like, yeah. that's history erased. erased. We're never going to see that again. It's yeah. gone. Yeah, Right? If yeah. humans have been around, if they're finding skeletons 600,000 years old, yeah, maybe yeah, older... Yeah. They've
1: just found the new one recently. Like
0: we've got the same brains as we did 600,000 years ago. Yeah. So why are we only in the last... Respectively, let's just say thousand years, let's just mm. say thousand years, we've made such major advancements. I can agree, like when you go back to 1600 and under, we were probably a bit slow, yeah. But you have religion yeah. to thank for that, too, exactly. Like, you, know, yeah. you have the dark yeah. ages, you have yeah, the yeah. Middle Ages, you have all this other stuff, yeah, you know, Yeah, limitations, the, the inquisition, <laughs> the, you yeah. had the uh. The Spanish Inquisition, yeah. Yeah, like this really set back the Western world yeah. in many ways. Well, people thought the earth was
1: flat and if you said it wasn't, you got killed over it. Yeah, exactly. You know?
0: Like there wasn't other planets, even though yeah. like, you know, people could see them through a fucking telescope and they Ooh. went, oh, what's that thing that's actually yeah. you know? Yeah. It it's like but this is only the last let's just say respectively thousand years. Human civilization probably two and a half thousand. Yeah. And then Even then, you go back about 4,000, 5,000 years, you had like the Egyptians and uh, the Persians and stuff like that. Mm. They had great monuments. Yeah. And it just seems to be around in this sort of uh, part of the world that we can all agree that that's where humans really seem to like, boom, right? Yeah. Anything under that, like in Africa, I I wish there was more history known about Africa because it's like if that's where humans originated from, there has to be more than just there has to be yeah fucking jungle and bullshit yeah, yeah, you yeah. know where are the great civilizations where I are I know the monuments there are. yeah I know there are yeah but you just don't hear about it in the West no. we don't want to seem to talk about it yeah. then you have places like China and North America South America there are people there yeah but we don't hear the history about those places because they just want to sort of shun them away well the Taklamakan mummies
1: are uh, dated about five thousand years old. Yeah. 5,000 years old, there was red-haired, blonde, tall, blue-eyed, green-eyed people in China. Can you
0: believe that? Yeah. It's fact. Yeah. And I, the Chinese I, government is trying to keep that very, very quiet. Well, I know that in China they had the – well, I mean, this is going back to uh, when Alexander the Great. So I think that's 500 BC. Mm. I could be wrong with my maths or my guessing of the – period. But when Alexander the Great marched his armies and he named every place Alexander. You know, so you had like Alexandria and Africa. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. places like that. But like there's a place in China, I believe, or they have fair coloured eyes and hair. Yeah. And that was a a a group of Alexander's army that broke off. They got lost on the way back home. Right, and well, they say all
1: blue-eyed people came from one man. That's what they say. Wow. Yeah. I know that. All blue-eyed people came from one man. It's actually on the yeah. ancient alien site with my about my um story.
0: Well, I mean, like technically, everybody's like. I mean, I know. I think this I could be wrong about this, but everybody's a thirty-second cousin. Yeah. So we're technically related. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that right? Question? All humans would be, yeah. Yeah, because like, when you think about it, if we came from a genetic pool of, say, right. 5,000 people, <laughs> multiply that by X amount of years.
1: You're related somewhere down the
0: track. Yeah, we're definitely related. I think they go, if you're like, particularly if you're of like Caucasian descent or, you know, uh, Asian or African or whatever it is, you're more likely to be related to somebody in your skin colour. You know, so if, like, yeah. if you're European... And you're dating somebody else's European, there's more of a chance of you being like 32nd cousins. And, um, and I think if you're outside of that kind of uh, melanin skin or whatever level, I think it's like 50, 50th cousins. Wow. Or something like Something ridiculous. I, I can't, don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. But I know it's like every human is essentially related in yeah. some way because we all come from the same genetic pool, you know. It's crazy when I read that. It's like I
1: couldn't believe it. My ex sent me this um, link, and it, and that's the one that was. Um, it said all all white uh, blue eyed uh, people came from one man, and it was actually the picture from um, Ancient Aliens yeah. with the uh, female
0: and the and the DNA spiral. Yeah. No, I know that I know the 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 thing of like people with blue eyes and. In- they, they. That's definitely what well, they. I think they call that very uh, uh, northern attribute because the lighter your eye, the better you can see in the dark. Yeah. So if you have blue eyes, you have this ability to be able to filter more light into your eyes. Right. Whereas if you have dark eyes that reduces the amount of sunlight going into your eyes. This is why you have most people in like Northern Europe, particularly Scandinavians, when they say blonde hair, blue eyes and whatever, you know, it was the idea to absorb more, which was like a genetic uh, fluke that somebody had that. It was like a evolutionary chance that somebody had that, you know, um, but that's like everywhere. Like, you know, if you live in a cold... Uh, in a hot... Sorry, yeah. If you live in a cold climate, you're typically going to be Caucasian or white because you're going to absorb... You need to absorb sunlight. If you're... Yeah. You know, if you're dark-skinned, that that dark skin's there to protect. Yeah, I've seen that. Well, oh, blue-eyed people came from one man. That's from my... Yeah, that's your picture. Yeah, yeah the picture of what you described. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: um... I don't know. I... Look, in a way... Um I think it's a blessing that I had my experiences yeah. um in a way my the experiences that i've had have saved my life because it's made me think completely differently and um i'm I'm a better person for it so yeah. i'm i'm blessed in a way i don't see it as a negative i i don't care what people think like i don't judge i don't like um um Rate my case on what people think about it. No. It's the effect it had on me personally, and the effect it had on me was profound. And I've got to say, like anybody, anybody can they can question, they can query, but I honestly believe, and that's a quote I'm putting in my book. And um, the and I think Einstein made that quote: um, the most profound thing we can experience is the mysterious. And I truly believe that. You know, you can have many experiences in life, but if you experience the mysterious, that's a profound thing. Like, not everybody gets that. So I, I feel blessed, you know. Um, I don't know where I'd be if I didn't have my experiences. I don't even know if I'd be around, to be honest. Like, who knows? But, yeah, I think on um, if, you, if we do another... Part three to this would we'll definitely have Bill Chalk there. Yeah, here. we need to get him on, like yeah, yeah. 100%, because he's. I could he's even try and get so. one of the head scientists that did it, Dr. Drew, um, Horace Drew. Um, and you know, that's another thing. A lot of people used to sort of discredit my case, um, saying, Oh, Bill Chalker did the research in his uh, backyard shed on a newspaper, like did the DNA not knowing that one of the best people in this country who's written books on the topic, and one of his books is referred to by all DNA researchers, um, I kept it quiet for 10 years, and it could have benefited my case for me to leak his name out. I could have leaked his name out for anyone. But 10 years, mate, that's how staunch and loyal I am to people. It took me 10 years where people were saying bullshit about my case and making out like, oh, Bill Chalker did it and it's all bullshit. And all I had to do was mention one name, and people would just be taken back because they realized the qualifications this guy has. But I just kept it quiet. And I'm never, I'm not about that thing though. I'm not, I'm not about publicity and I'm not about, you know, the money side of it. Never was. Um, but 30 years down the track, and life changes and we change, and, you know, my marriage situation's changed and that. Um, yeah, sometimes you, you you can only give so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can only give so much and it starts to affect you. And, you know, just the books in my office are worth, I'd say would be thousands and thousands of dollars. That's just me buying books to read and research and, you know. So, yeah, people got to ask themselves, why would somebody tell a story like this? And not be making anything out of it yeah like what would it's your you?
0: reputation on the line it's your reputation it, yeah, on the it's line your reputation but when i when i first
1: started me. talking about this i had my own business in, in cement rendering building right I, I had guys working for me i did not care what anybody thought because mm-hmm. it didn't affect me but when i got into the security industry i had to be pretty pretty cautious of what i said and who i said it in front of and i remember um the first time andrew for example. We were at Fox Studios and uh, people walking past through the audience hold. Uh, we were doing the, I think it was The Voice or something. Yeah. We were doing something and it was in the audience hold and these people walked past and they knew me from Canada Bay Club and the guy come up to me and he goes, mate, please, he goes, you're driving my wife insane. Can you please give her an autograph? She wants your autograph. She's a... And Andrew was standing there and Andrew's like, what? They want your autograph. What do they want your autograph for? I went, Oh, Andrew, <laughs> that's a big can of worms to open up now, mate, but yeah. one day I'll tell you. Yeah. And then he sort of when you found out about it, the guy was telling him, he goes, Oh, this guy's had alien experiences, you know, it's legit, would believe him and that. And um I name Andrew at first might have he'd been my boss, you know, might have thought, oh, no. But he's come around, you know, he 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 knows that I don't make up stories and but that that was a big thing for me in the in the security but industry. There was even
0: like well, we met in security, and you know? we touched on this on the last podcast too. You didn't tell me, like I'd known you at that point for like almost five years, yeah, and I didn't even know.
1: Well, yeah, I I don't you meet know? people and say, guess yeah. what, and then, my like, name's Peter. I've had an A&E experience. I just remember
0: like you coming up to me, going, "Hey, I'm sure you've heard some stuff," and I'm like, "I've heard things, yeah. but like I trust you, and I know you. Yeah, I don't." Yeah. I don't ever like – I'm not the kind of guy that judges somebody on stories of others. I yeah. have to experience that personally, right?
1: Mate, I've had security guards call me at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning um, from from <laughs> um, from Metro in particular because yeah. I know what time they finished. And they were just being smart asses on the phone. And um, I'm just like – yeah. Do it to my face, yeah. and I'll give you an education. You know, all you have to do is look at the evidence. If you can discredit my case with the evidence, shut me down. Yeah, but you got to explain how I got that I hair. Did, yeah, I how think, did I get that hair? Acquire hair that has that sort of DNA in it.
0: I think at first, when like, look, I still remember the day you told me, and this is when that was when the uh, the old um, convention center was around oh wow yeah I remember that I still remember standing there you and me and the first thing I I, I, just, I just remember my reaction to you it was like okay cool yeah this guy's fucking crazy yeah you know, <laughs> but I walked away like going why did he tell me this yeah. like, like I trust you like yeah, yeah. you got my back like I just knew you know, people talk about it you know and I thought yeah, you. Were, you know, I know you I know you were. you were doing it to like why you were telling me because yeah. like you know professional courtesy or whatever it is it's like Eric you've heard rumors this is the story and you told me straight out Yeah, and I I remember we were just standing there in the middle of this like giant place and I was just like okay like that's cool man Yeah, I didn't think for a second you were crazy though that wasn't the first thing in my head it was like it was just like Wow, people you can know? think like oh, maybe it was a dream, maybe yeah. it was a nightmare. I, I've got. Like, I get I've, that. Gone, I've gone through those sort yeah. of processes as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I get you know, that. And like when I've had had my like people that I know, they, and they've come and talked to me about the podcast, and they like they go, "Oh yeah, the Peter Curie one. That's insane." Like. Was he on drugs? <laughs> like, And I'm like, no, no, I don't believe he was on drugs. But even if I was, how yeah. would I make the hair? Yeah, exactly. That's the question you've got to yeah. ask
2: people. Go- how
1: the hell would the guy produce a hair that can be DNA tested by experts, not by anyone, yeah. And produce two different types of DNA but in the hair it. and the CCR5 gene dilution. That's yeah.
0: And that's where like, I go, like, despite... It and it was matter.
1: see-through. It wasn't yeah. even like in your hair or mine. It yeah. was like a transparent this bloody is, hair.
0: This is what I say. I said no matter what we think or what we say or what, what we can guess around whatever happened, at the end of the day, he walks away with evidence. Yeah. And I say, and that to me is it's just good enough to hear the story over and over again. Yeah. And I can sit here and listen to you talk about it, I don't know, a hundred times. Yeah. And I'll still be like, wow, because you, you have evidence. Mate, if I've I heard been somebody else say it, I'd be like, where's the evidence, bro? Yeah. 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 But Because you have it. it yeah. It, that straight away to me is like, there is, a, there is like a kind of legitimacy but at the same time, it's like even I, I. I remember talking to you about this at the end of the last one. But we did that. I think it was off. Like when we when I stopped recording, say like, I would like to see another DNA test done, yeah. but that would be at the risk of you losing it all. Losing it, yeah. And, and that, I, look, they
1: do have that. they do have DNA. They have like the DNA itself. Yeah. Without the hair. Yeah. I've got a piece of the hair, but they do have DNA, and they're hoping that down the track. They can do so much more with it. Yeah. That's what I was told, and that's
0: what I would like to see more. Yeah. of. like yeah. right now, I think to to know that it is of a, a very is it sorry. It was a very rare genome. Type?
1: It was the the root of the hair was rare Basque Gaelic DNA, blonde, yeah. blue eyed, and the shaft had the rarest mitochondrial Asian
0: DNA, Chinese DNA. Yeah, the rarest from that that one very specific. Like, you're not going to find it anywhere. You're not going to find it anywhere in the world, no. And it's like, and they just happen yeah. to be with you yeah, at that time. Yeah. And it's, you know, and yeah. the way you describe the girls as well, like, all of the, the, the... Oh, yeah, thing. I'll tell you a
1: funny story. I walked into a chemist the other day, and the chemist said to me, mate, I've seen you on television. Is that you? And I went, what did you see? I go, it wasn't porn, was it? Because <laughs> it wouldn't have been me. Yeah. He was like, no, no, it was something really interesting. I saw it the other day. He goes, is that you? And I went, yeah, it is. And he started questioning his offsider or partner who was doing writing the scripts out. Yeah. He was Asian, and the girl at at the counter at the checkout, um, she was Turkish. So the guy's Greek. And um, he goes, mate, tell me, tell me what happened, you know. I go, look, a lot of people can say it was a sexual fantasy. I get that. I said, but I'm not into Asians. And the guy was Asian. So the guy (laughs) cracked up laughing. He snapped up. I said, no, no, no disrespect. All I'm trying to say is, for anyone who can say, oh, sexual fantasy, a blonde and an Asian, everybody wants to have the different two. I said, but. I was never – I said, but, you know, I'm, t- I'm changing. <laughs> I'm changing. I'm starting to like I'm that. I'm now open-minded to <laughs> the idea. I'm open-minded ideas. to that now. But, look, that was the truth of the matter. I, yeah. wa- I wasn't interested. It wasn't, wasn't a sec- fantasy. I wasn't sexually attracted yeah. to Asian females. And to me, it, was, yeah, it wasn't like yeah. it was a sexual fantasy. Yeah. But as Bill said um, – where did I hear him say it? I heard him say it recently, actually. And um, he said – he goes, people can – suggest that it was a sexual fantasy or whatever he goes but they what they have to realize and what they have to take into account the hair how did he where did that hair come from it's so rare yeah like you know here are people who are claiming to have exactly the same experience as i have with two females a blonde female and an asian but they're not producing the hair yeah you know so they can tell the story all they like but they don't they can tell the story and they couldn't for all i know they could have five of them say they read my story and then two weeks later had an experience one guy says it happened before Yeah. you know a couple of them dropped the hair samples one of them reckons he's got a hair in a bag and it's in a, a drawer somewhere and he's hoping now that he read my story he wants to find it mate I wish we'd get a hundred of them I wish we'd get a thousand of them yeah. and we can test it and get similar results that would only make it more interesting yeah. you know I'm it's not like I'm sitting here thinking, oh, no, if someone finds a hair sample, it'll take away from my case. It'll add to it. Exactly. It will add. That's, oh, it'll add to that's it. That's the
0: whole thing I've been saying. Like any any evidence that comes now would just keep adding to yours. Would like, add Yeah, would it would legitimize it. theirs as well. Yeah. But it would definitely add It'd and legitimize about, yours.
1: Exactly, yeah. And that's why I wish they would find the samples and it's a shame that someone would have an experience like that, and I, I please everybody that's listening to this. Please, 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 if you have an experience, always treat it like a sexual assault case that would happen in our world. Yeah. And there's when somebody gets up. I mean, we're going off. If somebody gets sexually assaulted or abused or raped or whatever, there's always physical evidence. Yeah. You know, you might find pubic hair, you might find yeah. sperm, you might Scaches, find skin, you might find, skin. yeah, skin. on the, Like, look for that, guys. That's what I want. That's what Bill Chalker is all about now, trying to get people that once we showed that the science can be applied, all we need now is people, when they have an experience or they think they've had an experience, look for the evidence. Don't just you know, make your bed the next day, you flick the sheets everywhere and, and hairs go flying everywhere. Like, look, look for evidence, look for hair, look for hair on your private area. Like, that's how we're going to, you've got to be proactive doing this and that's how we're going to get more samples. Yeah. But if people just think, oh, there's no one there to test
0: it, oh, I'll just throw it or discard it, you know, I could have done that. I wonder how many cases, like, you know, you kind of, To put forward a good question on this too, like you look at all the places in the world maybe where – like let's just take America for the best example here because American law system is bewildering. Even like, look, you know, every state, county, you know, every law enforcement has a different sort of protocol or whatever it is, right? So let's just say in the last 100 years of policing, women – or maybe not even 100. Let's just say 30 years of policing in the U.S. and women have come forward, or men have come forward, saying that they've experienced something. Or particularly men, like men are stigmatized in this in this area. Like 100%. If you've been sexually assaulted as a man, forget it. it you're laughed out of the police station. Yeah. Particularly like in the like 100%. 80s, 90s, yeah. you know, 70s or whatever. If you're sexually assaulted by women, you're you're a laughable man, right? Well, even even physical abuse, yeah. like domestic abuse. Yeah, exactly.
1: A like, man, a lot of men get beat up by uh, oh, their partners, heaps. but they don't report it because oh, of the man. stigma.
0: Heaps, heaps yeah. have been, yeah. You know, and this is one of those things. It's, um, you know, you look at it as a uh, like how many people have come forward and said, "Look, something's happened to me, but I don't know what." Yeah. And they go, well, if you can't tell us what, we're not going to do anything. We're not wasting our resources. Yeah. Like, how many people I wonder how ha- that's happened to? Like, I actually genuinely. Well, look you at wonder. me. I, I contacted a lot of psychologists and psychiatrists, and I reckon 10, 10, 15, and they all hung up on me. That's what I mean. Like, can you imagine somebody like, if you don't ha- like, if you're in, like some bumfuck in the middle of nowhere town. And the local sheriff or local copper there, mm. whatever, just looks at you and go, yeah, mate, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. we're not wasting our time on this. Yeah. See you later. Or you go to a, a doctor and say, look, something really bad's happened to me. I can't explain it. I just know something bad's happened. Uh, well, if you can't explain it, there's the front door, mate. You know, well, We're not wasting our look time. Look at on me. It. My doctor said, oh, you probably hit your nail, your your
1: head on a nail at work when I showed her the yeah. mark. Um, showed her both marks and she was like, Oh come on, Peter, you probably hit your head on a nail at work. And I said, Doctor, I've stepped on nails at work.
2: Yeah.
1: What do I do? I come to you, you give me a technoshot. shot. Yeah. I don't make up a story like this. Yeah. Like why would I why would I come to you and it, say Yeah it
0: gives you no grounds to do it. Well we, 100%. Well, no, we no, could,
1: especially in, in especially in back nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Why would I go to my doctor and in ninety two and make up a story like this. Yeah. And um,
0: yeah, but this is this is what I'm saying. Like it actually raises quite a fundamental question in, you know, the uh, the idea of just like completely disregarding a story. Mm. But like again, I can understand it from the point of a, uh, you know, law enforcement or medical or whatever. It's like imagine the amount of resources it would take to actually do a DNA test on something that allegedly yeah. may have yeah. happened. I can understand that. Yeah, but it's at the same time. If like you know, you go forward and you like, you contact x amount of people, and one out of fifteen take you seriously, mm. and then it comes back to something actually did happen. Like I can like I mean again, this can encompass like anything. Like can you imagine I didn't have any any connection, like anything to
1: pigeonhole it in, or or to legitimate. Like if that guy didn't say to me, "Look, I've heard people talk about this." Had he just hung up on me like everyone else, yeah. I might have ended up throwing that hair away and yeah. never thought. You know what I mean? But I wonder, like, but if I knew had, like that hair had to be kept because I knew where it came from. Yeah. I knew where it came
0: from. But I can imagine if you had gone to the police and said you were you were sexually mm. assaulted by two females. Yeah, yeah, particularly back in 1992. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine them laughing you out of the fucking. You know what section.
1: though? That might have been one of the best things I could have done. Yeah to have it documented in, in the police report yeah, because they will have to take a report. Yeah. And my advice to people now would be do it. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Go to but the police, but report do you think it, back in nineteen ninety two They
0: would have gone like, yeah, mate. They, oh, they would have right.
1: laughed. They would have probably, when I walked out the door, they would have laughed, but they would have had to make some sort of comment yeah, tr- or report. True, true. Exactly, and, yeah. And when you report something to the police, people take that very
0: seriously. Yeah. And but I, I just imagine how. Oh, yeah, yeah. Particularly, the laughing like, when you walk out. Yeah, and, yeah, them laughing at you as you're yeah. walking out, you know, the whole them like just sniggering as you're like trying to explain to them what happened to you. Mm. And then. Like, oh, yeah, sexual fantasy. particularly, like, yeah, particularly in 92. Like, yeah. I mean, that wasn't that long ago. Like, but it's a world away from the way we think now. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's insane when you think about it. It
2: wasn't. Mate, it blows me
1: away that in nineteen sixty four, you know, and it would have been May I was born on April twenty seventh, so twenty two days later. Mate, that like for my mum to to say she was breastfeeding me at three o'clock and saw an alien at the window looking at her, like, how far back does this go? You know what I mean? Like if they were interested in me at 22 days old, were they interested in me before I was even born? <laughs> like, yeah. was I put? The, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, who knows? Well, that's.
0: I remember we touched on this on the last podcast too. Like the, the whole thing about marked ones, like people that were like, that. Like there may be m- like not multiple use, but like people that they they look at, like they kind of like keep an eye on. Yeah. And like, it's it's like, like us looking. It. It's like us monitoring a group
1: of chimpanzees yeah, you know or a group of lions and we collar one of them yeah. or
0: i kind of i do i can in many ways i can i can i can see that yeah i can, I can agree with that like kind of logic because you wouldn't want to look at everybody you'd want to look at how, how one specific person around the one part of the world is going mm. i can under i can i can agree with that in many ways yeah I can, I can and, and even okay say
1: they were say they were interested in me when i was a kid right Mm-hmm. Um, then just before we left Lebanon to come out here I have that experience on the roof of the building with the X-shaped thing mm-hmm. uh, you know is it to track you is it to implant you and track you so when you go to another country they can still find you
0: I mean like, I'm just playing like into this like sort of a little bit so forgive me but like, maybe it could also be like a like a bit of a genetic thing because it seems to be not just you it could be like your family as well well on on I know on a, on a for a fact my brothers had both my
1: brothers, my mum's had experiences, yeah. but one of my brothers puts a religious twist to it. Yeah. And we had two priests over one day for my sister's birthday. And um, I walked in the room. They were sitting at the, around the table having lunch. And um, they were talking about a guy who, sorry, sorry. Uh, my brother was telling the priests about an experience he had where he's lying in bed and he's paralyzed and then he feels something sitting on his It's called the old hag syndrome, where you feel like something is sitting on your on your chest. And the priest, the priest said to him, he he said, look, when you read the Bible, don't stop mid-sentence. Always go to a full stop or finish your sentence. And that way it closes that what you're the Bible. Um, And I, I heard him talking and I said to my brother, hang on a minute. That sounds a bit similar to my stuff, like paralysis and something sitting on you. And I go, and you don't believe me? This is my second brother. My oldest brother saw me getting floated through the hallway. Yeah. He believes, right? Yeah. Um, and my brother said, yeah, but you, be- you think they come from up there. And he pointed up to the sky. And the priest said, what do you mean? He goes, what do you mean? Like, what are you pointing up? And he goes, oh, he thinks they're aliens. And the, both the priests, they said, oh. We've got a guy in our parish who has put a big religious twist on like he saw hooded hooded people, mm. hooded beings, and he put it to three um, Lebanese religious, like Saint Charbel, uh, Martatla, which is Saint Tatla, and another one. They all wear robes, and he thinks he saw three of them. That must have been a three religious. He's put a big religious twist on it. And the priest actually said, we'd love for you to talk to him speak to him, um, he's freaking out a little bit. He needs someone, you know, that had similar experiences. It never went anywhere. But then that actually led to me, um, Lebanese Lebanese Islamic newspaper um, ran a two week, over two weeks, ran my story, and they actually put a picture of the female, the blonde female in there, but they covered uh, with a black bar across the breasts. Yeah. And they actually asked me in into the office and I sat there with the editor and two of his top uh, uh, journalists and they were all Muslim, like they think differently about the jinn and all this stuff. And they were so open-minded, they ran it for two weeks, I've got copies of that newspaper. Like to me that blows me away, you know, that an Arabic Islamic newspaper can take this seriously. You know, yeah. and they took it seriously. Like the questions they were asking were legitimate. They weren't, you know, brushing it off or downplaying it or anything. They were genuinely yeah. interested.
0: Well, and I know the the jinn and like in Islamic faith is very yeah mischief is mischief is being it's powerful. very it's serious beings. thing yeah yeah it it's is it's almost like the equivalent of like um, if you look at like in Catholicism it's like exorcism like you know yeah it's very yeah. similar to that because yeah. like they like exorcism is like the demons that inhabit somebody tend to be playful, but mischievous, like, you know, yeah. mischievous yeah. but like very dangerous. Yeah. Kind of like the djinn. So yeah, I can I understand I've read a little bit into that too. I had a lot of time on my hands. I mate, still had uh, a lot of time.
1: Mate, I I had look, I've got a photo on my phone of my dog. I don't know if I've showed it to you. Mm. Um I my dog for for two it was over three nights, but the first two nights my dog would just stand in one spot and stare at something and not move for 15 minutes I've never seen my dog do that Mm -hmm. and the third night she was sitting next to me on the lounge and she was just focused on this spot and I could feel there was something but I couldn't see it so I got my camera at my phone out and I took five photos three without a flash two with a flash and um, I the last photo showed a mist you can see it it's a form and i'm like I'm looking at this photo, and as I'm looking, the dog got pushed off the lounge and landed on the floor and then the dog got up, and I actually saw a handprint push the dog on its side, you know when something pushes and it bends it. I've seen my dog's side bend, and the dog come running up and jumped oh. and jumped onto the um and jumped onto the lounge behind like hid behind me, and she was cowering yeah and I caught something on on in a photo like there, there's things
0: happening around all, all the time around me and that it's just do you think you're kind of like a no, I mean the word that came to head was probably not the best I was going to say a centre of attention no like a, <laughs> like an attract like, but yeah like do you think something like attracts these sort of things to you or because I know like we spoke yeah. about open-mindedness and I know you're a very open-minded kind of guy but like you've had these experiences your family's had these very extreme experiences as well so I mean, when I look, when the more I hear about it, it's like from you. It's sort of like you seem to be a kind of like I guess catalyst for yeah. like uh, yeah, the, the weird one. wonderful. I guess you could say. Yeah, there's definitely
1: something going on that is interested in me, or I don't know, finds mucking around, playing around with me, um, interesting. But would or, you
0: say like I mean, you had a. Uh, uh, an alien experience, you've had uh Would you... And, but would you say these are spiritual uh, or um, sort of metaphysical experiences? No, the aliens are aliens.
1: And I have had... I've had spiritual or, you know, like...
0: Even, say, ghost activity. Yeah. I've had all that. But would you say that, like... They're, they're they're entwined or are they separate? No, I think
1: they're entwined. They're entwined? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're entwined. I don't I don't think it's far off um if you experience one thing, um, you're probably experiencing the other but you just don't wanna you don't wanna face it but i look I don't know. I, I, I find that I can deal with it, and I, I reckon people who are scared of it and don't deal with it are the ones that don't remember it, even though if it happens to you, you might just put it down as a dream.
2: Yeah.
1: I reckon there's a lot of people. Look,
0: Krita oh, Matwa... i put it down to thousands of people probably have like some fucked up dreams and oh, they just mate. disregard it. Like they go, yeah, whatever. they
1: disregard it. They think put it down as Look, Krita oh, Matwa,
0: he was a shaman.
1: Mm. And... Um, he had an experience where he met a blonde female and um, uh, two, he met two females and one had sex with him and he reckons that he, when he went back to the town, the dogs could smell this smell on him. And um, really interesting, look up Krita Muttwa, uh, John, Krita Professor John Mack went and interviewed him. Mm. And look, they, honestly, there's so many things that are happening around, but people look at Individual sightings, individual experiences. They don't look at the whole picture. Like from the sixties, there were. There's. I don't know if you've heard of the case of the Westall School case. Yeah, in Melbourne. yeah, yeah. No, no. Fascinating oh, a, case. Yeah, that
0: was an incredible. Like,
1: yeah, fascinating case. Kid though, oh, two hundred and fifty kids, yeah, mate. All the kids was... in the in the playground, and one of them took photos, and the government come and took the camera. Yeah, the principal denied that, but All the recently he drew his, it. They yep, drew it up, and the, the principal same... has actually recently because. Shane, there's a guy, Shane... Oh, I can't remember his second name. He's actually done a, a film about it. Yeah. And the the principal has now come forward and said, yes, there were photos taken. Yeah. And the government came and took them and they told us not to talk about it. Yeah. They yeah. took the camera. The camera has never been no, returned. I, I remember that. They didn't just take the film. They took to the, the camera. camera yeah, yeah, they
0: took everything.
1: Now, I'm not sure it's if it was before or after, but in... um in uh, Ru, uh, Runa in Zim, uh, Zimbabwe I think it is um, there was the same thing at school where an object landed and the kids 200 kids saw it Professor Mack went and interviewed some of the kids um, I reckon they were doing that to educate these young kids and why would you do it at a school where there's a couple of hundred people that can see this yeah teaching the young like the older people are harder to convince or to make their mind change especially when you're religious but if you can affect these kids when they're younger and make them see it like look at me I saw it at the age of seven you know seven years old I'm, I'm watching this egg-shaped object
0: I mean look I'm going to play devil's advocate kind of like I'm going to fight against a bit against your yeah. like yeah show up to a school but why not the whole city Oh, as I was saying that that's what I was thinking yeah.
1: Why not the whole city? But you know, like, why, why just
0: shop to one why not, place and not? Why
1: just, not schools? Because you're you're showing these young kids, you're, yeah. you're having an impression, you're leaving you, a major impression on these young kids. Like
0: I think is it in Mexico they had the lights. Mexico, ho- yeah, they had the Mexico City hovering. Oh mate, it happened for, for a whole
1: week or so. Yeah, and and that w- when I first got into this field, the Mexico City sightings was big. Yeah, it, a couple of years after I got into it. That was one of the biggest things. Yeah, were just, and there, yeah. there was something like 700 videos from all over yeah. New Mexico from all different angles that filmed these things. Yeah, it was insane. I, I it was insane. They were YouTube all over videos. the sky. Like, how yeah. do you explain that?
0: But, like, this is what I mean. Like, to sort of, this is what I think, like, like, look, and I've got the mind of a skeptic here. So, I because I, I am very skeptical in many ways. Yeah, right? yeah. So, it's sort of, when you look at it, very objectively, you kind of go, but why like why why just in this one little spot in this mm. one little location, whether it be maybe like say a hundred kilometers out of any civilized area yeah. or this one specific school you know why or there you know what I think why? that one specific school or the school in in Africa now,
1: I reckon maybe a lot of people saw it, but maybe it was for the benefit of one person. Maybe they wanted to influence you out of a hundred people and influence you. Like they they didn't care that everyone else saw it, but it impacts you. And down in the future as an adult, you become an investigator or you become a writer or you become something. And maybe it's just to influence that one person rather than the whole school, you know? Yeah, I don't know, but it happened at a school in Africa. It happened at a school in Australia. No, I'm no, sure like, there's other I've, places. I've seen these cases, and that's yeah. what I mean. Like Westall's it, amazing Westall yeah. cases. Just, but it amazing. just seems
0: so peculiar. Like, I, and I can get with the mind of a skeptic because, as I said, I am very, I am skeptical in many ways. Mate, if you but came like, up to me and told me my story and yeah. you didn't have the hair sample, I wouldn't believe you. Well, it, that's exactly it. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. why I think like your case. And like, look, I consider you like a like a, a bit like a a brother in arms because we worked yeah. like we worked together for yeah, a long time. You definitely. know, so I have like this unprofound respect for you, and I let that known in the last podcast too. Like, my respect for you out trumps everything else. Yeah, I appreciate. But that. the fact that you have the evidence and this story, to me, it's like, well, you know, yeah, you 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 just you're solid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you're a 10 out of 10 fighter. I wouldn't have gone
1: public if I didn't have the hair. I'll tell you right now. Like I, don't I did, think many I did people my would. 88 stuff only because of the marks that were left yeah. on me. Um, and it was my first foray into it. Like, I wanted to know what was happening to me. But the 92 stuff, if I didn't have the DNA, the hair samples, yeah. I probably but I think wouldn't most, have spoken about it. I think
0: it. most people wouldn't talk about it. Yeah, Because, like, you after your 88 case, with the fact that you've gone in front of the TV and you've explained things. And I can imagine back in, like, what year would have the extraordinary? 96. 96. So for you to come out, even after that, say, I've got an even more, like, baffling story for you yeah. with evidence. People back then, like, yeah. like... And I mean, like I was a kid back in the '90s. Like I was six years old. See, I,
1: that, oops. don't forget, I had I had the '92 experience by the time the extraordinary went to air, right? Yeah. But I hadn't had the hair tested. Yeah. So that's why I didn't mention. Like, Otherwise, I would have mentioned it, would have it been on the program.
0: To mention it back then, yeah. Like no one yeah. would have. Like they would have yeah. just looked at you. Like nine again, like one in fifteen, like psychiatrists took you seriously. Yeah. Can you imagine if you had said something back then? Yeah. Like you would have been completely lost. And And
1: at... before the test was oh. done, if the you know what I mean. Yeah. No, Once it the test got done. And, look, when, when Bill Chalker said to me, when he heard about it and he was like, what are you telling me? I said, oh, mate, it's a whole can of worms, you know. Yeah. And then when he, a couple of years later, he called me and said, look, I've got biochemists who are interested in um, testing the hair. Do you want to do it? I didn't even think, like when they asked me on the show that I did where I did the lie detector test. He says to me, oh, your story was so interesting, Peter, and so detailed. Would you do a lie detector test? Yep, let's do it. "Yeah." Okay. And he, the guy says, he goes, didn't even think about it. Didn't even yeah. ask, say, oh, I'll get back to you or let me think about it. Just, yep, I'll do it. Yeah. That's because I wanted to do it for so long and I've wanted to do a lie detector test thinking it's 100% accurate, that it will catch you out if you lie. But now I do the test, I pass it and it's a big deal. It's like... So, what? He yeah. passed. He believes it.
0: Yeah, because you. Yeah, it's. Yeah, a, so the, why ask me to do the test de- yeah. if it doesn't work? Because there's fallacies in lie detectors. And yeah, yeah,
1: there's yeah. ways you can beat it and that. And I mean, if hurts. you
0: believe your story so much, it's going to show. It's going to show that you're built. Yeah. 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 It's it, just a question. It's just. All it's simply showing is your physical reactions. Signs. Yeah, that's mm. all it is. I, yeah. And I understand. Like. That's why lie detectors are no longer used really in, in court, court law. Yeah, like,
1: especially in Australia. Yeah. And you know what? Police will always throw it at someone. That's a oh, threat. we want you to do it. That's yeah. just to make, if they say, yeah, do it, they'll yeah. go, oh, okay.
0: Like, this how, guy's many, got like to hide. how many times have people been in just an interview for a job and started sweating? Mm. Like, yeah. you know, like yeah, I, can, yeah. I can tell you the amount of times I've been for an interview. And not, not only I that, there, mate, like, oh,
1: When they strap you up, when they actually strap you up, like yesterday, I was in hospital and got got tested and I had to do an angiogram. That when they stick all the shit on me and all the wires on me, I I get claustrophobic. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And the same thing when I did the lie detector test, he had a thing on my finger, he had some things on my body, and yeah, one you strapped, strapped on my up. arm. Yeah, yeah you yeah, know, it's, and it's it's I'm claustrophobic. Very, yeah. So my concern at that time was, is this going to show as a negative because. I'm
0: stressed out. Yeah, you're stressed. You know? yeah. That's, and that's exactly that's exactly what a lie detector shows is stress. Stress. Yeah. You know. But I was a bit stressed. I can't I won't
1: deny that because but I was still a bit passed. uncomfortable and I still
0: passed. You still passed. And, then- and
1: and the good thing was there was another guy who was an ex SAS uh, Navy guy, Navy SEAL, and um her the scientists who asked me to do the lie detector test actually made comments about that guy and said, hundred percent, I have no doubt he'll pass. Yeah. And the guy ended up failing. You know, he didn't make those comments about me and I ended up passing it. Yeah. But what was impressive with that, when I watched it, I didn't know at the time, but when I watched the show, he actually, after he asked me the question, the camera's on him and he actually says, well, how do you deal with this? Like, if you ask the guy to do a lie detector test and he goes, yep, let's do it. No hesitation. Yeah. No, let me think about it. That says a lot. Yeah. Like, why would I put myself in that sort of... And you know what? What people don't know, and it would have made such a great show if they rec- recorded it and, and edited it and included it in the show. Bill Chalker and another um, scientist put on a massive argument for about two... We had an argument debate for about two hours whether... I should do it or not. Yeah. And Bill and the other guy was saying, "Don't do it. It doesn't stand in the. It doesn't. It, you're not allowed to use it in a court of law. It doesn't mean anything. If anything, you failed, your case is going to be destroyed. And if you pass, it's going to be so what. And then I walked outside and spoke on the veranda and spoke to my ex about it. She was like, "Don't do it. Don't do it. If Bill and the guy's saying, don't do it. Don't do it. Then the guy from the lie detector company, the polygraph company, his name was." Um, Um, Oh, you said it on the last podcast. Yeah, Gavin, Gavin. He came out and he just said to me, Peter, tell me your story. When I told him, I thought he's not asking me, he's not like trying to sell it to me or anything. And he goes, mate, don't do it. These people pay money all the time. It's TV. It's not their money. Don't worry about the cost. Don't do it. And then straight away I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. Because he wasn't selling it to me, he was trying to wasn't trying to con me.
0: Yeah, he was just saying, "Look, you do Yeah, exactly. yeah but, but He was calming you down from. It's like, look, you don't. You're not obligated to. Do yeah, it, don't so do it. Don't he do basically it. said, "Don't do it." Yeah. But what
1: disappointed me was I sat the, the bloody polygraph, and they asked me questions about what happened at my parents' house with the two types of beings, with the tall guys when I had the thing inserted in my head in that eighty eight experience. Didn't ask me one question about ninety two. Yeah. And straight away, you can see my disappointment on the, in the thing, and I'm like waiting. And then I said to him, once he started disconnecting all the equipment, I said, "Mate, aren't you going to ask me about '92?"
2: Yeah.
1: The DNA—that's the most important thing. And he goes, "Peter, if you're telling the truth about 1988, you're telling the truth about 1992." To me, it was a bit of a cop out because I would have liked a couple of yeah. questions about it.
0: Of course, you at know, least, and it would have. Did been you have be, an be experience public.
1: with two females in your? At the house, we were there at the yeah. house. And did you retrieve a hair sample from on your private area from one of them? That would have been an, a bonus. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think it detracted from it anyway. So, no, no. Like,
0: you know. uh, and I kind of, I kind of get it. But yeah, like, I mean, as a like on a personal thing, it's like, of course, you'd want that to be validated. Yeah. You know, hundred yeah. percent. Like you. Yeah, yeah, and. But for the purposes of television, they're not gonna. Well,
1: it, you know, he could have easily you know. he asked five questions about what happened at my parents' place. He could have easily said, and you know, you 1992, you had an experience in this house. Did it happen in that bedroom? Yeah. Did you see two females? Yeah. Did you retrieve a hair sample? Yeah. That would have just added so
0: much.
2: Yeah.
0: But what I would like know. to ask more about the scars though. Yeah. Has there like any be test any specific testing been done on your scars?
1: No, the the only thing um, is if you compare them to other people's scoop marks, yeah, it's consistent right across the board. Okay, right across the board. Yeah, and anybody oh, among, among other people that have been abducted, hundred percent, and okay. anybody that tells you they've had an abduction experience but don't have scoop marks on their body, it's probably not an abduction experience. Okay, because they take samples. Yeah, it, look, if we were gonna, if we were gonna. Experiment with animals or, you know, look after. We take DNA. Yeah. We take DNA and store it. They do that. They, yeah, we They take, take DNA, clippings. They yeah. take, yeah, Hair they take samples, sharks. DNA, they yeah. get sharks. They'll take a DNA sample. Yeah. That's all it's all about DNA now. Yeah. So, you know, and anybody, anybody who's legitimately had an alien abduction experience would have a scoop mark on their body and it's usually on the leg areas. Um, I, look. I haven't spoken to one person that says they've had the experience and they haven't had some sort of scoop mark. Yeah. Yeah. I've got four of them on the one leg, you know. And um, I can't explain the four of them, but I can definitely explain two of them. Yeah. But the other two, I, I don't know how, maybe they did it at the same time. You know what I mean? Like had two areas to sample. I don't know. But yeah, I've always had the four and um, Yeah. It's it, it goes part and parcel. If you've been abducted, you'll have scoop marks. Yeah, I've met some people with scoop marks that are like a hundred times deeper than mine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Like scary deep. Yeah, I've got a photo of a lady. Um, I felt sorry for her actually because it's a pretty deep scar. Uh, let's
0: see if I can quickly find it. Um, Like, I mean, like, look, all in all, like... See, that's this, my one. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's pretty deep. Mm. You might need to send these to me so I can put them on the Instagram. Yeah, so I when will. When people listen to this podcast, they'll they'll be able to find them. But, uh, no, man, mean, it's, it's definitely, like, I mean, the overall fascination about an, an abductee, it's incredible. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, wow, that's a massive chunk out of the leg. See that? Yeah. That's mine. Yeah, yours is like, looks like, uh, what do they call them? It doesn't even look like a graze, really, compared to that it's, one. It's a yeah, scoop. Yeah, it's like a scoop. It's a yeah, scoop. Yeah. yeah. like Somebody took a, what do they call it, called, a melon ball? Like Yeah, a, you can a bloody fart. put your finger in there and yeah. it's so deep, you know? Yeah. No, man. I can only, like, I, I can't imagine what it would be like, you know, especially remember or recalling the entire scenario. Like, you can. Like, you can actually, like... It's quite. It's very vivid for you. You know
1: why? Because I was awake. I wasn't yeah. asleep. I didn't come out of a sleep and think, oh, what, what's going on? And then get my bearings. I was lying yeah. in bed and something jumped on the bed and I sat up thinking it's a cat. So yeah. I was fully aware. Yeah. And I think that's why I can remember. Mate, I'm very fortunate that I have a conscious recollection of it. I didn't get my memory under hypnosis.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, if anything, when I did the hypnosis, I've worked with three different people. I've done three three different hypnotherapy sessions with three different people, and nothing major comes out. I don't know how some yeah. people go. Oh yeah, they did a hypnotherapy, and they remember a million about, um, things.
0: I don't know. Neuro neurological scans, maybe. Like, like I mean, like look again, devil's a bit of a pushback, whatever you want to call it. But like neurological scans, sleep paralysis stuff like. Was your brother like you said here? He had suffered from sleep paralysis. Um, my my second brother, yeah.
1: yeah, was it? Well, no, he said that he couldn't move, and yeah. he felt like something was sitting on his yeah, chest. Sleep, that's, but they call that's that the old. There's a saying. There's a thing they call it the old hack syndrome. Yeah, where someone sleep sits on you. Yeah,
0: yeah sleep paralysis is one. Because we have yeah. a mutual friend. Well, of ours Dr. That Clancy,
1: it. Susan Clancy, yeah. is um, her thing is about um, if you put a helmet on someone and it's got like yeah. electromagnetic, some, excuse me, something or other. That it can trigger abductions and that. Yeah. Um, the name Susan Clancy. You can look. Yeah. Look at up. Fun. Look up her research. But there's a professor John Mack was saying there's a few flaws in her in her theory yeah. um, because she doesn't take into account the conscious yeah. recollection of some people. No,
0: because yeah. I, like, I remember we spoke about like sleep paralysis last time, and you said yeah. no, no, definitely like you definitely didn't have sleep I, I, like I'm not again. I don't disagree, but it's like. You know brain scans these days are pretty like they're pretty spot on like you know um like concussion stuff as well yeah, and yeah. whatnot. like the science is there, yeah um well don't forget I had that thing inserted in my head, yeah,
1: and um once I got my head injuries when I got hit on the head yeah um I had a lot of bleeding and I had you know bruising i i had a lot of it was a bad injury, but yeah. um I was going to get t- scans. And as I was sitting there one day, I was picking at it, and I felt like a wire prick me. And when my ex had a look, she goes, oh, my God, I can see like a little wire, like steel wool sticking out of your head.
0: Fuck, all right. So, yeah, yeah.
1: So I kept picking at it. She was sitting right next to me. We heard her, and it was big as a matchstick, a redhead matchstick, just the head.
0: Yeah.
1: Mate, it fell. It hit the table. We both heard it hit the table and then bounced onto the carpet. And I wish I had carpet like what you got here, but it was shaggy carpet oh,
2: so before it was- we
1: renovated. It, it was the carpet that came when we bought the house. Yeah. And it was thick. So I couldn't actually move the carpet enough to find it because it was small. But I went and got a vacuum cleaner, a handheld vacuum cleaner. I put a tissue on the end of it and tried to suck up whatever it was. But I assumed because it had a wire to it, it got stuck in the fibres. Yeah. Now, if I could have got retrieved that, that yeah, would have I, been something, and if I could have retrieved whatever I I bit on and swallowed, can you imagine I could have spat that out.
0: Yeah, and that could have been. See, like who I've knows? been reading, like I've read a, like a few things. I'm not gonna say a lot. I'm not like well well versed in things, but the things that I do remember, like you kind of like triggering things that I've read, like you know the the whole um, not like a not like a tracking device, but like like a little bit of random metal in like their body. Or well, something it, like it, like it, a splinter, almost yeah, like, yeah, know, under yeah, under the skin. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, even like you know, the, it's an the, implant. Yeah, and, like yeah. the or the like you know, a chunk of skin missing. Or, I know a
1: doctor that actually re- used to remove it. He's passed away now. Um, he's actually removed some, and there was one that they were really concerned. There was one mate. There's they've got a video of it. Yeah. And as they're trying to cut it, this thing's moving. As they're trying to cut the spot where it is. This thing—it's a video. You can look it up. Doctor Roger Lee, look yeah. up Doctor Roger Lee and uh, Whitley Strieber, trying to remove an implant from a lady, and this thing moves. You—it's a video of it. I'm not. It's not like someone telling you a story. It's you video. look at it, and it's you will see as they're trying to cut, so they can try and remove it. This thing moves. It trap. It moves around in her arm. In it's—it's right. unbelievable. Yeah, and so they let it go. They thought. No, nah, and one lady thought that if they remove it, uh, this is another lady, um, that she would die. She was so petrified that if they removed it, it, she would die. I just,
0: it's, it's beyond fascinating. Well, look, we do it to our cats and dogs, mate.
1: Yeah, no, but we like, implant our yeah, cats uh, and dogs I, now. I know you know, that, you, it, but you like, got to counsel these,
0: and they just go, "Boom!" You've got to have an implant. It, it's beyond. It it's sort of like look as uh, there is like. I look. I believe you. I believe your story. But when I hear about like all this other stuff, it to me, it's it doesn't compute in my head.
1: You know, but, you, but like, like your do, story we're does. Dealing with aliens can, with advanced technology. Yeah, we're not like,
0: dealing with someone that ha- that is backward like us. You know, yeah. They're but thousands is, of years more advanced yeah, than us. It's just so like for me, like hearing your story. I don't know why. Like hearing your story, I'm like, yep, it happened. I believe them. Like. But then yeah. when I start hearing about other people, it's like, yeah, hey, full of shit. You know what I mean? I don't know why. Look, I get that feeling sometimes
1: is. too. I've I've investigated cases, yeah, where I I don't ask leading questions, yeah, but I do probe to see if they've been abducted or if they've had missing time, but not in a, not in a you know just a, a silly way. I I know how to do it. I work around it. I don't lead them at all. Yeah. And they'll usually say, no, no, no missing time, nothing See, happened. And that. And then a month, two, three months later, they start getting into the field and they start reading other stories. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they've had an abduction full on and they've had this and they've had missing time and it, it just keeps adding and yeah, adding they, and adding. They, they add the stuff yeah. on. Yeah. I know one guy in particular, I won't name him, but a researcher, Bud Hopkins. He was He's the pioneer of all this. He's passed away now as well. Yeah. Um, Bud Hopkins was coming out to Australia and this guy wanted him to stay at his house. So he renovated his house, $10,000, bought new bed so he can sleep and all this shit. <laughs> and then when when the guy got here, when the researcher from America got here, Bud, he just didn't want to be near the guy because the guy was trying to sell him the story. He's trying to put,
2: put it oh, in your face, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It got to a point where we were at a conference And Bud went to use the bathroom, and this guy followed him and cornered him in the bathroom. And Bud came out, and he said to me, he goes, Peter, please, I can't stay at this guy's house. He goes, he just got me in the toilet. I felt so inadequate. I was trying to pee. And this guy, and I've got a picture of Bud actually at that conference, sitting, it wasn't my conference, it was another group he's sitting at my desk with my group name at the back UFA Experience Support Association and he's signing people's autographs. That's how far away he wanted to stay from a certain person. Wow. And then, yeah, and then I gave him a lift down to his hotel but he came to my house, spent a couple of hours at my house we talking and stuff. Um, why? Why do they feel like they can hang out with me or they're my? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I don't try and push the story in their face. My story's there. If they want to ask about it, they can. Yeah, your but story's I, everywhere. I don't... Like, you yeah, do but name, even yeah. back then, yeah. even back then, you know, I don't try and push it in their face. I don't... It's not where other people do that. They're like, as soon as a researcher... There was one one person in particular who actually said, uh, a Harvard psychiatrist came out to Australia to investigate my case, her case, when they didn't and bluntly said to her i can't work with you until you deal with some other issues um that person will turn feral
2: yeah
1: where me and that me and that psychiatrist connected so well that it become like a father figure to me
2: yeah
1: because i'm not trying to sell you i'm not trying to push my case in your face and you know so you can talk about my case or you can write it in your book and that i really don't care yeah but Everyone says, they tell each other, if you go to Australia, you have to stay with Peter Currie. He's a great host. Yeah. And I take pride in that. Mate, yeah. I used to hold conferences. I'd pay out of my, my, my pocket to organise a conference. And then admittedly, yeah, okay, I'd get my money back most times, not all the times. But I used to put conferences out of, and support it out of my own pocket. You know? Yeah. Who does that? Like, what abductee do you find people who have had the experience who start doing it. Okay, they might attend group meetings, they might, you know, research, but no one will hold conferences, no one will start a support. Professor John Mack was actually, and Bud Hopkins were impressed with me because they said for someone who's having an experience to take on other people's experiences and help them in a support group environment, they go, that's, I've gone above and beyond. So they just had the respect for me. I think I earned their respect rather than ask for it and demand it.
0: And, um... It's a you're, shame. you're not just throwing your story. You're not trying to monetize nah, the it. No, the story's know. there if they you're want to. You're not ask trying it. to, like, fucking go out of your way to, nah. like, hey, nah. hey, media, look at me. This is who I yep. am. You're not doing that. Mate, look People at People are inviting you on. They want to talk to you. You're sharing it. This is. At um, no expense of, except for your own. This uh, is 100%. a book that's
1: coming out now. Um, it's about Professor John Mack. They were going to make a movie about his life. And there's a book that's come out about him now. Uh, I'll find it, and the only the only case in Australia that's mentioned in the book is mine here. The Believer. It's about John Mack.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I think you showed me that. Yeah. yeah.
1: And the guy that wrote the book, he says, oh, when John Mack went to Australia, he worked with Peter Curry, The guy was like a father figure to me. It was like, you know, it was. It's not like he researched my case, mm. but he hung out with me and he respected me and he wrote it in his diary that yeah. what we did. And look, I mentioned in the book, not because I forced it, I chased it. It's just that's that's how it, it is. organically that's, happened. It all. Yeah. To me, look, even even testing the hair. Now, I never push. I always wait and things seem to fall into place at the right time. Yeah. And I find that if I gave the hair to someone else, I had someone ask for the hair to test it before and I refused. And I'm glad I did because I know what would have happened. I've seen those people. Someone sent them a sample of a shirt that had an orange stain on it and they reckon they got it when they smeared something on them during an abduction. I seen that person grab the shirt and throw it in a rubbish bin. So I went and picked it up and I've still got the shirt at my house.
0: Fuck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's evidence, mate. You don't. It's hard to come by. You don't throw away a You don't throw someone's evidence away. Send it back to them. Put it in an envelope and send it back to the person. Don't put it in a garbage bin, you know? And that's, that's a thing. Like it's irresponsibility. Like, it, it is, yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's, that's researchers, if things didn't fit in there. But because back then, abductions was a no-no. It was well, yeah, lights like, in the sky. That's what I'm
0: saying. Like, th- this is where we go. Now we're going, like, sort of full circle. Mm. Like, you know, it's only been realistically the last few years mm. where it's truly because of what's happened in the U.S. government. Yeah. That's, it's now really becoming accepted. Really, yeah. like, really truly accepted. Yeah, true. Yeah. You know. And, like, that's what I'm saying, like, as well. Like, you go back to 92, you'd gone forth with this case and you would have said something. They were just throwing you out of the doors to get the fuck out of here, you know. This is the insanity, like, I mean, not the insanity. This is the way the world has moved forward. Yeah. When now it's like, hold on, let's listen to this actual, like, case. Yeah. This is legit. He's got evidence. Why are we disregarding evidence of other people then? We shouldn't and, be. And I'm, I'm finding a younger generation a
1: more open, more accepting, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I think that's because of the amount of information. That's like, out there now yeah. that they're accessing. You've got Facebook. you got yeah. TikTok. You've got Instagram. You've got um, like just Google in general. You've got Wikipedia. You've yeah. got any any form, any search engine out there, yeah. you put your name in, you're going to come up. Yeah. There's no doubt about yeah. it, right? And it's just one of those things because you... Now, like, I mean, the fact that you're on TikTok blows me away. Like, that's like, wow, okay, now you've hit like a whole new generation, but we're talking yeah. like 15 and upwards. I don't know who got the rights to do that because that was from Ancient Aliens. Oh, that's the, they just would have taken a just three minute clip. Yeah, yeah, and just I think it's up. anything under yeah. three minutes you'll legally, to. yeah, okay. you can use. I think okay. that's the case. But like, yeah. yeah, man, it's, it's insane. Like, look, yeah, you're, you're going to blow up a whole new generation. Like, and your information, and the more, you do stuff like what we're doing now yeah. like the podcast you do videos like look man honestly if I had it my way I'd have you on once a month yeah that's the way I'd have you on once a month well, with I'll, a guest I'll speak the Bill we'll definitely get him on yeah it would be interesting because I'd like to have you and a guest on yeah like every, once a month or once every three months just yeah. lock that in and I know we, a lot of people
1: this. who have had experiences or you know even sightings and that and they got some good stories I know a bloke called Bob he was a security guard um, didn't didn't work with him. I just knew his son at Bankstown Sports Club, and he yeah. told me one day, come up to me. He goes, my dad loves your story, loves you. And I said, what do you what, what what do you mean? You know, and he goes, my dad's had a UFO experience. I yeah. said, what do you mean? And he said to me, he's, And then I spoke to the dad, and um, I was going to be involved in the documentary, and I wanted him, I wanted his story to be on there as well because it's interesting. He reckons he was up on the, uh, he saw a UFO in Bankstown. And he went up on the roof of the building and this UFO was right at the height of the building and he had a bunch of keys being a security guard and he did the rounds on a lot of uh, building patrols. And he reckons he went to touch it, but he got a bit frightened from it, like static electricity. And he grabbed the keys and he was about to throw the keys at them, at the the object, and he thought, oh, what if it takes it? Like, what if it magnetises or absorbs the, uh, the keys? So he didn't throw them. But he was watching this thing on from a roof of a building. Yeah. And um, I found it really interesting, you know.
0: And I think he's he's but an honest guy. How many stories do you think people have and they're not saying anything because oh. of the stigma? Oh, mate. It would be, I reckon, in the i I've got so many Ten letters.
1: I'm, I've included a couple of, uh, probably included six six letters, I think, in the, in the book. I could write a book on just people's letters that are sent to me yeah. about their cases, but they have, don't go public. Yeah. They just want to talk to me about it, mention it, but they don't want to go public. Yeah. You know, they there is don't a want stigma. Like, go.
0: there is a massive stigma yeah. around this. Like, and some
1: of them are scared of it, mate. Like, yeah. there's one lady, she said her and her son were driving in the car um, heading towards Canberra, and her son saw something, and she saw it, and it freaked them out, and followed them home. Then they started having all this activity
0: around the house. Really freaked her out. Yeah. You know? I can, but, I can only imagine, like, like, look, the, among the, the social stigma, the mm. mental, the yeah. the list can go on. Yeah, like, yeah. How, how traumatizing that kind of event would be. I, I can't picture it because yeah. it hasn't happened to me. But, like, I can imagine, like, I can imagine, like, going home one day after you've seen something and go, how would anybody fucking cope with, yeah. like, me telling them this? Or would I be ostracized? Would I be... You know, yeah. told him crazy this and that. Look, it takes him It takes balls of steel to
1: yeah. come forward with yeah. it. It That's, does
0: actually. Bill used
1: those words yesterday. He said to me because i was talking about the book and what I'm writing and if I. And he goes, mate. It takes a lot of balls for yeah. someone to. It does talk about what you what you've been through and the,
0: be consistent over thirty years. Yeah. like the the fact that this is thirty years. Thirty years since, since your major through, event. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. Like, it's a fucking big deal. Yeah. It's not. You, for 30 years, have put your reputation on the line. And that, you know, is a testament to you as a person, like, big time. You know, like, when you look at it, like, anybody who does anything for 30 years, like, most people... 34 years for the 1988 experience yeah. and 30 years for the 92 yeah. experience. And it's a big deal, man. Yeah. and this is not just something like this has gone on your entire life realistically. And there's
1: the other case I said to you in two thousand eight with the female when I yeah. So I said I'm so sorry and and then I read a book and there's a lady that says exactly the same thing. I'm gonna actually track that. Yeah,
0: I really think you should. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I've got the book. I've got
1: it. It's on my bookshelf. I've just got to find find it and find a page in it. I I have to. I have to. If I'm gonna write my own book and I'm gonna mention it. I have to find the book, the page number,
0: yeah. and mention everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. man, because that, that was very fascinating yeah. from the last yeah. was, I, I just think, like, all these things are so, like, that revolve around you, they obviously link to something. And, I mean, the fact that it's happened to your family and, you know, and you've had loved ones that have seen it and stuff like that, I mean, it's crazy. It, Mate, it, it's my parents crazy parents to house. hear.
1: It. My parents' house, I think, used to be like a portal or something, because we used to hear armies marching down the driveway, and my brothers would react to it and get out and look out and not see anything, and my brother would accuse my friends, and I used to say to him, okay, if it's my friends, where do they vanish to? Yeah. If it's my mates doing it, where do they go? Why can't we see anything or find anyone? Yeah, it's... You know?
0: I mean, like, everything just around your case and, like, the the fact... You have this... You have multiple story. You have the evidence. Your family... Uh, you've... Yeah. It's...
1: I don't know if I'm a lucky... If you could consider me lucky or... No, I wouldn't
0: look. Lucky is... Or it unfortunate. how you look at it. No, no. <laughs> I think what you are is a very unique person. Yeah, well, you're a unique, person who's had unique experiences, yeah, and I And you've guess. had very unique experiences. Yeah. The fact yeah. that you can mentally handle it mm. and you're not like an absolute fucking like uh, quack yeah, about I know. it. I know what you mean, yeah. You know, like yeah. you haven't like you yourself have gone down a rabbit hole of many things, but you are still very level headed. Yeah. And that is again a a believe an me, I've seen some have. people that have been Terribly affected by it, like oh, mentally. They would, yeah. I can imagine, like devastating. Like, they wouldn't even know how to handle no, it. They wouldn't even know no. the, the single thing to what to do. Yeah. And like, look, I think there's some ways people deal with. Some people deal with it in a very level-headed way. Mm. Like they go, "This is my experience. This is what happened," and they can, they can, they can like, live sort with of, it. Yeah, can they live can live with um, it. They can com- com- uh, comprehend it. Com- oh, fuck! My tongue's gone over compartmentalize. Yeah, yeah, I get you. (laughs) The whole, the whole scenario, the whole situation. Yeah. And I think I had too many (laughs) whiskeys. One too many. Yeah. And, but then there's like other people that will go deep down this rabbit hole and that's, and that will make them sound more, lack of a better word, crazy. I know what you mean. It's like, yeah, You've, kept, you've done this. You've segregated it from everything else in your life. Yes, this was something that happened to you. It's like, um, I mean, worst case, and this is a horrible like thing, but people like rape victims. Mm. Rape yeah. victims do the same thing. They yeah. either go down the, yes, this happened. I, I've accepted this. Yeah, put it there and move over. And, and I move on. Or let it destroy I, you. Yeah, or it destroys me. Yeah. You know, and I, I can't trust anybody. I can't do anything. Yeah. This is my entire life is now. No relationships. No. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that I think is the same with your sort of situation. Yeah. And you have gone in the right route. Yeah. In that regard. Because professionally, the the time that I've known you, and I said this last time, and I, and I always say, I say this to everybody I ever meet. When As soon as we start talking about you, I go professionally, 100%. He's a man that works the, the same as 10 men. Yeah. You know, your integrity as a human being is absolutely tenfold. I I never disregard that. But when it, and it's like, but you might have this scenario that happened to you, but it does not change who you are. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're crazy. It just means it happened to you. Yeah. No,
1: I think it's made me a better person, mate. Yeah. I think it has. I think, yeah. I could have let it destroy me and break me down and that, but. I think, if anything, it's made me a better person.
0: Yeah. And it look, man... And Which is a positive. That's so. why everyone loves you. Yeah. Everyone I know that ever talks about you, they all love you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Especially, like, among people, like, also, like, you know, people that we all know. I don't hear a bad word about you. Yeah, I yeah. mate, I don't do anything wrong to anyone. I, no. You know, live and let you, live. But everyone's back. And that's yeah. the beauty of it. And that's the thing. That and was Joe,
1: Joey Marouche calling before. <laughs> I'll call him like... Yeah. A, but oh. yeah, like I've made I've got friends that I've been friends with over forty years, forty three years. Yeah. You know, I've got an ex teacher of mine who christened my daughter. Yeah. We're friends, you know. Yeah. Jeff I've known for forty one years. Lyle I've known for forty four. This is what I mean. You're
0: you're 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 you you as a person unfaultable. Oh, I've got my faults, but No, no, but like uh, everyone's got everyone faults, has their faults, yeah, but yeah, I've got, like I've got y- you, Bloody no one, yeah. no one will ever talk ill about you. Yeah. And this whole scenario, I think, it, or this whole situation, or whatever you want to call it, your whatever happened to you, people they could they dis, they don't dismiss it mm. because you have the evidence. Yeah. And like we said before, people
1: know what type of person I am. Yeah. And they know I'm not going to make up shit like that. Exactly. Like. And that's know?
0: that's the thing, man. That's yeah. where I think your story has integrity. Yeah. In many ways, over most people, I would say yours is the most shining example of th- this, like of this scenario. Yeah. Well, the done- the, Amer-
1: the Americans now, a couple of the Americans that are pushing the Pentagon thing, yeah. are actually saying it's the best case in the world. Yeah. With
0: I think evidence. I would like to see you, like. I mean, like, look, I'm a small time podcaster. But I would like to see on a major podcast. Like like even Joe Rogan. I think well, somebody a few like Joe people Rogan. have actually
1: sent Joe Rogan messages. I've got copies, they've sent me copies and said, uh, Hey Joe maybe. Rogan, you should interview Peter Curry. But the thing is I don't think I'd fly to America to do an interview and the only I think he's two people he's done out of the uh, Snowden. Oh, no, he's done a,
0: he did a couple during lockdown.
1: Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, but, like, okay. he doesn't like doing it. Yeah, he doesn't like doing it. Yeah. And I don't know if I'd want to fly to America to do a podcast, you know what man, I mean? I like, think,
0: I, honestly, if you ask me, I think you should. I, I think we'll you see.
1: should. We'll see, we'll see, if he, if he the requests there. But people have been asking him to do
0: no, it. No, man, I, I think that would be the biggest yeah. payoff. Like, look, I'm a small-time guy. Even, like, if you look at Australia-wide, I would say um, Isaac Butterfield. Yeah, like the comedian guy. I don't know if you follow him or no. see. He he likes this sort of stuff. I think he'd yeah. be a great one. I might. I don't know. I don't know. I might even send him a copy of this and just see what happens. Yeah, okay. maybe you can get on his show because he's just up in Newcastle. All right, but yeah, man. Because th- he's got a bigger way. bigger What's big his audience. name, Isaac? Isaac Butterfield. Butterfield, okay. Yeah, the Butts man. That's, okay. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, but yeah, man. Look, I, I think three hours and a bit. we're we've done well. We've done pretty good we've again. Got enough we're, information yeah. to work with. But yeah, next time, my man, we'll do this Pleasure, with some more people. All right. Pleasure, yeah. All right, my man. Thanks, Eric. No, okay.